Yeah. This is View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on viewfrom202.com and wherever you find podcasts. Check my style, check, check, check it out. Check my style, check, check, check it out. Episode 122 of View from 202, in between the two Pantoja legs. And I- finally, the preseason episode with all of that crap. Wow. Oh, the whole the whole rundown predictions. We finally making made it. fun of our past selves. It's here. Britt Peters and Sam. We're back. How are you? I'm Great. well. I have to say, Britt. Yeah. The intro, you sound like a real radio host there. Well, I feel like you're really just complimenting yourself there. I really how am. you cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I was congrats. I, I thought you were talking about the lead-in like to just this right now. I'm I'm but, still oh, no no, I'm no, just, yeah. no never. the editing in the beginning. I'm mm-hmm. still surprised by the yeah thing. This is really my only like my second time hearing it because the first time I was just going completely blind. I didn't know what the music was going to mm. be yet. But no, it's it's a it's a handsome little clip. Does not mention sex in the intro, which is good. As it really does you not did age not have well. To pay attention to last season's you poor know, choice. My, you know. Just a reminder to all of our our players in particular. You know, do do not drain your vital essences. <laughs> who was that? There was a coach who like that was a thing for. I think was it, like I think you're thinking of Rocky. No, no uh, I don't know. I actually haven't seen Rocky, so I don't know. <laughs> but there was the coach says women make your legs weak or something. Well, that sounds like a lot is going on there. There is. It's Rocky. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and and to be fair, in my example, a lot is also going on. So you know point taken but <laughs> was it it might have been the same guy Dominic or whatever who benched uh who benched Dom Toretto at it again um Robert Perez for not having the right zodiac uh sign I mean was this, this everyone knows yeah. that Libra's- it's like D- Robert Perez was not taken in the 26 2006 world cup because he was a Scorpio <laughs> no way <laughs> which proves <laughs> Finally, once and for all, the Scorpios are most, the most oppressed class of people. Yeah, but that's fair. after drivers. But, I mean, of course, but it's, you know. it's well known that Libras are the best soccer players. Yeah. Sure, what a, I think my mom's a Libra, so yeah. What are, what, what, what are you? I'm a Cancer, so I feel some mm. type of way. Yeah, that's a that's a weird. Who who are you going to bat for with Libras here? I don't know. I I just like, I can't <laughs> I can't really claim can- cancer is the worst because not only are you cancer, you're also crabs. Yeah, I guess Libras do have good balance. So, but um, I think it was it might have been like Jan's Lehmann or something who had the weird sex thing. But mm. maybe I'm just being anti-German now. Anyway, <laughs> um, how how's your days been? Itching for soccer. I had a again. transition in mind. I, did I already say it? I don't know. I don't know. What was your, try, try it again. I don't know. I was going to complain that this morning I forgot my coffee. Folks, do you, don't you hate it when you forget your coffee? I'm, I'm, this is our pivot I, I, no, into, I I, okay. into observational humor podcast. <laughs> I've been very inspired by athletic comments and their ironic observational humor now I'm, I'm giving it a go i just i regret not bringing it up when cork was wait are, are, are we just becoming the athletico mints uh that's you know reply can be, podcast yeah yes the talking dead but yes. for athletico the talking mints yeah on athletico mints um <laughs> but yeah it's the week after leg one of ccl uh so i guess we're gonna we're gonna talk ccl for like 20-ish minutes here and then we're gonna put all of the preseason stuff and MLS stuff 
in one big remainder segment after that. So let's try to keep it short a little bit. I've been really mad online all week. What about you guys? Not quite as mad as you. Yeah, yeah I was righteously angry. It's it's go, everyone's go back on. into their CCO bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, every year they get back to it. They they start off, and I don't know what I expect, but I'm still I'm still angry. Yeah, it's another year of that Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, picture. yeah. I but instead nothing. of disappointed, just furious. <laughs> um, it's another year of just casual otherizing and and exoticism from the usual suspects over at uh, MLS. Actually, if only it were the people directly employed by MLS. It's not even. It's just kind of the vague soccer sphere. Um, and then with a uh, unfortunate um, dessert serving of the whole Robert Kraft fiasco afterwards. A lot of people showing their asses this week. Big one-two punch for a lot of Twitter. Yeah. So um, I think the easiest way to about this is just to talk about the results that happened so far. So Tuesday... Uh, Toronto FC gets <laughs> their asses handed to them handily 4-0 by Independiente de la Chorera in Panama, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deserved ass beating. It was... They were just not... They were just, just bad. Was amazing. Yeah. It, the amount of space was incredible. I, end, I ended up being able to turn on this stream. If the only they had half. Gregory Vanderweel. And it, like... It really could have been, you know, it's cliche, but it really could have been more. Yeah. Like, it, it was incredible. Been. And especially considering one of their goals was, like, a golasso. It, they could yeah. have just had a couple more tap-ins. Just, like, that one play where Simon just, like, totally dives in for no reason. Just everyone looked dead. Terrence Boyd, sky's a penalty. I think uh, the biggest issue, though, is now that Toronto has two bald... Uh, white dudes mm-hmm. that look exactly I the same. I kept on thinking Simon was, was Bradley. Michael I got really excited yeah. that, that that time Simon dove. It was it was, it was. <laughs> Kind of had to reel it back in Yeah. after that. I will say that the reaction to this was actually pretty, was pretty correct. I feel like it was appropriate in the sense that, yeah, this is, I think the fact that TFC mm-hmm. was a, a finalist in this very tournament last year makes it a pretty clear-cut embarrassment, you know, even by the by the tournament's own metrics. And, you know, 4-0 is embarrassing kind of no matter who you're playing, you know, it was, and it was treated as such. And I think pe- most people were correctly focused on how they were embarrassed on the field, really, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, the other results, what, was there... Another MLS result on SKC, Tuesday, or is it all on oh, Wednesday? No, uh, after Thursday, yeah. Right? So SKC is on Wednesday. Yeah. SKC wins three zero over Toluca. Toluca has since fired their coach. Tough time for the Liga MX club. Um, pretty con- uh, uh, complete performance for SKC. I have to say, I wasn't expecting them. Very, yeah. very impressive. They were at home. They yeah. were at home. They were the one MLS team who started at home. Right. Um, so. Pretty impressive. Toluca seemed to be in shambles. However, something in this game will come back to haunt us uh, in the aftermath. Uh, we, of course, win over um, Club Atlético Pantoja, and then, of course, the crowning shit show of, of course, the week. Of course, yeah, is um, well. Shout out to Houston first. Oh fuck, that was the other Tuesday night one. Yeah, it's okay that I forgot them because I'm from there, so I'm allowed. To, I'm allowed to do that. I think that's the opposite. You're supposed to remember. Well, I, I only face judgment of the people there, which are which are really my parents. So that's nothing new. 
Uh-huh. So, you know, it's fine. Right. But um, they win 1-0 at Guastatoya. Guastatoya? Toya. It's Toya. Apologies for not having that off the top of my head. But um, off of a DeMarcus Beasley. Golasso. Nice goal. Away. Mm, DMB, away away yeah. win. 1-0 in Guatemala. Incredible. Incredible result. Man can't stop. Yeah. Really. 0-0 zero, zero would have been a good result. 1-0 away. Amazing. <laughs> um, and then Thursday. Club Herediano of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. A repeat entrance in this CCL competition. Mm-hmm. Last decade, a decade plus of games playing against CCL sides, playing against uh, the world historical force that is Atlantic <laughs> United. Um, and they win, despite many predictions otherwise, they win 3 1. Um, and eh, I'll say that this kind of averages out to being about the correct score. Um, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you could say it could have been more, but you know, whatever. Atlanta gets a deflection, but whatever, it happens. Uh, but this is the game that gets. <laughs> sets off a million fires outlined where uh, i don't know so the point the point of contrast i guess i want to make is that you know last week we came on here and we were like we're gonna beat pento we're, we're pretty confident we're gonna beat pento uh, there's a lot of turnover you know we really should be beating a team of this stature which in a sense is disrespectful but in an on-field kind of way it's about their sporting prowess the part that gets me steamed and upsetting is when the disrespect starts talking into the whole, oh, CONCACAF, like, oh, CCL fever, heart of darkness territory, where it's like, I can't believe we have to go to this shitty stadium in the shitty part of the world with a shitty climate and have to deal with this. And I feel like the crowning achievement of this to me was a tweet little tantrum set off by Sam Stay School, who I don't yeah. even think works for MLS, <clears throat> who was like, I can't believe that Frank DeBoer, this classy European coach, the first game we have to show him is is this crappy turf stadium in, you know, the middle of this, you know, jungle, and they're losing. It's like, ah, excuse me, have you looked at your own turf in the you, first place? Also, UEFA Champions League qualifying has definitely never had bad turf or anything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Also, Atlanta is playing at a crappy college stadium this week. Yeah, yeah, MLS... The United States of America. Right. Atlanta country, of all teams to claim, like, hey, yeah. we're going to a shitty turf field. The country with famously excellent soccer stadiums, <laughs> famously excellent infrastructure in general now, too, you know, famously excellent, uh, you know, climate. Definitely, it's not like, you know, the state of Georgia or everywhere south of the Mason-Dixon was only habitable after, you know, air conditioning. Like, just being like, oh, I can't believe that this classy Euro coach who once played in Italy and, you know, England has to, like, come and see this, where it's like Thierry Henry in 2014 no, 2012 was like you guys really need to get over this this inferiority infor, inferiority complex thing, mm-hmm. and everyone out here is still like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassed that our new stepdad is going to be so 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 ashamed of this new thing. It's like maybe he just sucks as a coach, and his team got outperformed. You know, maybe you don't have to like offload it onto you know the other country's fault. Mm-hmm. Also, the turf was pretty all right. Yeah, turf was fine. Yeah. Look, it was like a per- <laughs> it was like probably better than most of the stadiums in MLS in 2006. Yeah. And I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, that's the second time now I've wanted to call 2006, like 2006. <laughs> oh, Man, no. It's getting there. Um, but uh, also <laughs> consider the fact that in the SKC game, after the game, when everyone's walking into the tunnel, 
a railing falls over and injures one of Toluca's players. Yeah. It like falls on his yeah, like yeah. leg and fucks up his leg and he's out for several weeks now because Four to literally six weeks. our own stadiums are also crumbling, but no one is there complaining, being like, Oh, this is so concacafy, like I can't believe these these uh you know conditions are unacceptable. How can you play classy soccer here? This is just such a weird, eccentric tournament. I mean it's it's it was also, I think even on the sporting side, though, like right, it's Costa Rica, who made the World Cup, right? Who uh, <laughs> beat the United States in a very familiar locale to many of us here? <laughs> you know, the United States of America. His, I don't know. Costa Rica has been making the World Cup probably before we really got back in 1990, right? Like a storied, you know, a program. Cup, yeah. Orediano has been, and like Saprisa have been in this tournament every year for like a decade and like beating teams every year. I was joking on Twitter about Arabe Unido from Panama, also just like beating MLS teams mm-hmm, for like a mm-hmm. decade. Like if you guys just like, you know, and this is part of the the uh, contrast as well with Pinto, is that Pinto is not one of these power club, powerhouse Central American clubs in, in comparison. They're, they're newer in this respect. But also we're not here last week on the podcast being like, oh, the DR is a shithole and like it's Fucking impossible. turf, yeah, yeah. garbage stadium. Yeah. In fact, I've yeah. seen photos from the away, our away contingent, which salute to yeah. the real troops. Uh, and it looks like their, Brave. their metro is better than the MTA. I'm just going to put that out there. They have contactless <laughs> fare payment, which are only piloting this year, 2019. Only on the 456. Yeah, yeah, only for a, a single, and only a portion of that. Oh shit! Still. I don't know that's happening. Yeah, it's piloting soon, but um, yeah. Well, now you get your news from Santa, us too. Santo Domingo. <laughs> well, has I'm, had a, that I'm a biker a boy, decade. so mm-hmm. yeah. What other criteria do you, do you need than transit systems for the superiority of Santo Domingo over over New York City? Honestly, um, but also like Atlanta has literally nothing in that. In that respect, well, they have, yeah, they have the Marta, the Marta, but, yeah. yeah, which has a series of wonderful, extremely racist nicknames by the honorable <laughs> citizens of Atlanta. Um, so you know, yet another category that the United States excels in. Mm. Um, so we played, yeah. Shout out though to I think it's Michael Thompson who who tweeted a good joke. It was like MLS's style guide for whether or not stadium conditions are acceptable or not, and it was like a screenshot from like family guy and it was like a, a skin tone chart and it's like if it was white it's okay but if it was mm-hmm. a certain after a certain shade it's no longer okay good tweet stop being racist everyone central american teams are strong real and they're my friend mm-hmm. so i think that the the club i was listening to the red bull radio and whatever mm-hmm. what is it what is it called properly red, red bulls radio I think, red, I think so. radio networks the network is there a network in there? oh maybe the tune-in station yeah yes the tune-in station um it's red bull radio sure yeah um uh, and uh, uh matt Harmon was doing the pregame Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's just a lot of people from like the Red Bull staff. Um, and I feel like they just did a good job of just like putting like their experience in a pretty high regard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like the Pentoa, like, you know, staff and the accommodations were, were fantastic in their opinion. Um, and mm-hmm. I feel like they just promoted it in a positive way, yeah. which, which I give them a lot of credit for mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, it, like, doing it before the game right. too. So I think that's just nice to, to set the tone as a club yeah. to do that. It, it does feel like, our front office seems to kind of get it to some degree. 
yeah on that on that level they i feel like the front office appropriately treats this tournament as a prestigious tournament um even if you know like the viewership numbers aren't there yet it's like they're they're treating it as as what they want it to be right and what it should be and i feel like pantoha took this seriously like pantoha released some really cool art leading up to this where like uh i guess Mm. their their nickname is like the warriors or something like that and then we were as like a minotaur yeah figure that they our were, minotaur uh, thing looked cool <laughs> yeah it looked it looked very cool but it was very cool and then the good crowd um looks like a nice stadium there mm-hmm. was there was a itinerant cat in the stadium always a plus for me it did not enter onto the field like the everton cat did the other month but that would have been a star appearance yeah that that was what i was missing out on but we did play pantoha um and it was, it was a, good a tough game, game. It's a good game. Yeah. Um, and I gotta say, we uh, our, our confidence our confidence was validated. I have to say, mm. professional side. I can't. I, I'd be remiss to point out that at the same time we had literally like forty dudes still in Arizona <laughs> under the RB two banner. Yep. It's just like it just it just really felt like an extremely robust day, including for the Florian Velo. Yeah, Velo and Beza and, Beza and like. I guess Duncan, Duncan wasn't traveled. on the bench. Yeah, it was just like, just like we just like had a hundred people, Loki and Red Bulls uniforms that day, just playing soccer like it was nothing. Uh, just Red Bulls being Red Bulls. Yeah, what's better than this? <laughs> <laughs> um, but two 0 victory, goals scored by own goal, bas- basically BWP, BWP. and uh, Danny Royer. Ooh. Could have been more though. Omir Fernandez had had a. First appearance, yeah, and he had a great mm-hmm. opportunity. Oh yeah, yeah, toward the very end. Yeah, we can't even for our preseason thing upcoming. We can't even say when will Omir Fernandez's first appearance be. It can't even be a good guessing game because mm. it has already happened. Um, but everyone knows true prospects get their starts in Champions League. That's true. Who else has? I don't Vol- know. Uh, Velo had played before. No, Velo played last the the last Maybe. game of the last season. Yeah. Mine's base like mine's started because of, of Champions League indirectly, mm. you have to say. But okay, so this own goal <coughs> comes after a series of recycling the ball, recycling possession, going through, and it kind of makes me wish that there's there was like a kind of halfway point, you know, where it's like okay, yeah, it was an own goal, but it's like also clearly because Bradley like Did shot it. the mm-hmm. ball right. Although it's been very difficult to get a clear look at this because really frustratingly. Concacaf insists on having one-minute highlight packages. So, <laughs> yeah. like, for instance, in the Santos Marathon game, like, there were eight goals in that game, and they literally could not fit all eight goals in be 59 like seconds. Nine seconds a goal. Yeah. Um, and then they gave it, like, a couple replays or something. But it's been hard to get a lot of detail on this. But um, we go into the break 1-0 up. Could have been more. I feel like in the 20, 20s minutes... Um, spell. There were a lot of desperation mm. saves or, or last ditch defending, which goes to show that Pantoja is really up for this. Because as we said last week, if they lose um, this series, then they know that they're they already know they're not in next year's CCL. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really this is really it for them. Um, and then delightful second goal, series of chips. Riza chips it over to Kaku, who then has a little bit of time and alleyoops it over to Royer who puts it down and just slides it in. Yeah, that's definitely an alley-oop. Yeah. yeah. It makes it look easy. It was just like a lot of a lot of space 
uh, one of those goals that makes you think, oh, why don't I let you do that every time? Like, soccer looks easy when it's on display. Mm-hmm. Um, I, did that look easy? That looked very difficult. It looked casual, though. Is that It looked that casual, mean? but like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, it was a great touch. But watching rare. it, I was just like, ooh, this is nice. Yeah. yeah. You know. And like, then I guess... You know he, like, doesn't do that most times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kaku probably didn't literally see him. It was probably just, like, a safe bet that somebody would be on that post, Running far right? post, yeah. But even even then, it's like, that was a great... Great ball. Great space, place yeah. to put it. Just really, as, as the commentator put it, Kaku is magical. On that. Mm. But we do see Rizzo get the start at this game, not CCJ. Uh, mm-hmm. Early indication... Of maybe lineups to come. Um, was it this? I mean, it's yeah the the same lineup from la- the last game we played, mm-hmm. except Adams for Rizza. That's true. It is that's pretty much the straight same swap. carryover. Yeah, Luis Robles does not have to make a single save in this game. Great defense. I think that Laid put in a really good shift. He got beat up pretty badly. Head to head collision oh, in yeah. the box, and he came out. Kamar came in. Yeah, um, but at the half though. Yeah, at the half, uh, he still played for another 10 15 minutes i think people were think there's some people who were thinking that that was a plan all along that kamara was going to play a half i could see it yeah 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 I, I think that i don't disagree with that but i mean sure that surely that like that head injury oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure, for sure. you know so going into wednesday first mm-hmm. home game of the season kamara from here on out uh i guess yeah hopefully yeah, I got think I feel like if he was fit for 45 minutes last week. He was training today, very cold. Side yeah, story. I feel like it's it's got to be a go, right? Mhm. I'd have to think so. Yeah. I would assume Lade's fit again. We I mean, changed probably. a lot after Kamar came on. Yeah. For the better. It's noticeable. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm I'm inching closer to to checking out that gray kit tomorrow on Wednesday with uh, with his name on it. Thinking about it, haven't gotten Honestly, a name. Kamar might be the best, yeah, player, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Muil starts. Riza, it's hard to disagree. Starts. <laughs> I mean, true, yeah. you can make a pretty good case for a handful of players, but if you want to delve, our seven DPS. If yeah. you want to delve <laughs> yeah. down into like MVP discussions of like most impactful, yeah, it's especially mm-hmm. uh, a easy argument in that I uh, think, but. Expectations for Wednesday after this really confident two 0 away win in Santo Domingo. So what do we do? You think? Do you think we rotate for uh, our game in Columbus, or do you think we rotate for, or maybe not rotate, but do you think we play it a little conservative and rest players um, in the second leg? I think we've afforded ourselves a bit of, you know, like. Or do we? Or do we? Do we take do the neither? Step back. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think back four stays the same. I think you keep. Um, you definitely put like, if you if you rotate, you keep the starting guys on the bench. That's a just in case. Okay, of course. Um, but then that means like you kind of have to pick your three most important guys that you would ideally want fresh for the weekend mm-hmm. away. Is that Bradley? I think it would be Brad. Brad, Danny. Dan, I, I, I'm tempted to go somewhere in the midfield, but and then, then that's also kind of where we have rotation. Is it Davis? Davis, Davis, and no, I think Davis plays. Uh, I don't, I don't see Davis, Davis two in a row. Yeah, Shikovsky yeah. comes off. Yeah, I think Shikovsky comes off. I mean, if we did rotate, I don't. Yeah. CCJ actually on Wednesday could be a a, a different 
a good he'd be look be yeah. good yeah yeah actually that's a good call i could see him on wednesday and then i could see you know i mean kamar yeah well now, do you rest Muil and then play Muil in the league game? I don't. I don't know. Muil's not the type of player that you even need to think about for rest. I think. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the one attribute that he has. <laughs> if so Work many rate play, that doesn't yeah, doesn't actually true. change. He just doesn't stop. Three days, seven days, doesn't matter. Yeah. For rest. He's always just hopped up on irony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Royer, Royer, and BWP are guess the best shouts, I and mean, then I guess the Kamar laid one is the most high, well, yeah. high strung one. I think. You maybe play. Ooh, I have a I have a hot one. Uh, mm. Duncan for Amir. Do we know if Duncan's really fit? Yeah, I think he is. Amir does get a yellow card in this game. Got a little bit hot headed. Has to be said. Yep. Wasn't it was like a retaliation after the fact foul. Kind of dumb considering that yellow cards I don't think reset until the final. I think they reset before the final. But he basically ha- would have to go the entire. Tournament run without a yellow card there, right. and it's kind of tricky because, like, from here on out, if we win, then here's my thought: we get that. Santos in the next round. There's not going to be like a, a easier round, you know. There's not going to be a good time. Here's here's my thought about that though. I think that we'd rather have Amir for the home leg um, against Santos if we if we move on, and so I would rather keep hit, keep uh, him off for this leg. <coughs> Assuming we are away the first leg. Assu- no, no. Assuming that we're home the next. Oh, time. sorry, sorry, sorry. That's I what I meant. I don't know what, what I meant. the seating is. Where we would be? Would we host? Because of the goal I think differential. Because of the blowout, they won like six, six one, six two. Yeah, six. Yeah, away. yeah. Right. So they've got. So if we ha- we have to score like yeah four for context, that is why we're assuming we're playing we're playing Santos is because they they beat Marathon really badly yeah. at Marathon. Um, okay. Interesting. You know what I mean, though. No, I, I like that. I, I feel like I'm a little worried. I feel like I'm galaxy braining a little bit. It's just really hard. Milky like, Way braining. There's there's such a thin margin for error here that it almost feels partially like a, a fool's errand. I just he could get a yellow so so quickly. You I know? just I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's worth starting. Uh, I, I imagine below Bezicor or Duncan yet. I just feel like um, those three. I especially this early. Like even if they are getting fit. I just don't know if it's worth it right now. Oh, Duncan looked real good. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like how I watched. I was rewatching yeah, the Portland game. game, and I thought he looked really good too. Um, especially that one highlight uh, where he took on two to two attackers. Ooh, I remember that. Yeah. That was really good. But, but, and I think he'll he'll be there. But I don't know if it's worth. I mean, for for me, it's mostly about if Amir gets a yellow card this game, he won't be able to play the home game against Santos. And in my opinion, I'd rather have Amir to have an offensive. Um, con- contribution against Santos when we play them at home because I feel like when we play Santos away it's going to be a lot more defensive okay. so we can get away with uh, a different fullback there I mean I think that that's all right especially it's, if it's Duncan it's um yeah I mean it it could be Duncan it, it could be laid you know yeah, as as, as a right back option there I mean I think that's that's smart I, I like it um uh I don't know I just don't want to push our luck I would really hate for for Duncan to be put out there too soon and put on a full shift yeah, to, to, to re-aggravate an, an, an injury. You know what I mean? Yeah, the person who really knows this answer is the trainer. At yeah. The end of the day. Last it, I heard be nice. about Duncan was like a month ago. He said he felt pretty, like 75%, and that he was holding back on some tackles and stuff. But that yeah. was a month ago. You know, I don't know. So who, if you could only sub out, if you could only take one of our fullbacks out for this, this match on Wednesday, 
uh, who who would you rather have out? I'm Amir. tempted to start Kamara for 45 minutes with the hope and expectation that you can pull him at the half. Mm. Right? And then maybe then and then if we win, we play next Wednesday again. Yeah. Another consideration is we play the sixth of March yeah. again. Um, so quick turnaround, which means that any Columbus um, things will will also have to keep that in mind. Yeah. So what do you prioritize? Do you prioritize the league or do you prioritize CCL? Oh, CCL for sure. So I mean, so then would wouldn't it make more sense then just to play your best squad on Wednesday? Yeah, it's true. rotate and rest, which is what we. This I think this is, yeah. this is exactly what Over, we did last overthinking year. Overthinking it, we is should that do we're it just gonna yeah, we're gonna play have year, we're gonna yeah. full squad on Wednesday, rest on Saturday, and then full squad the next Wednesday. Yeah, I, I mean here's the thing though, I think we just have more rotation players this year than we did last year. Yeah, That's true. I mean we did a full rotation, didn't give a fuck, and crushed Portland. But I, and I think it'll be you know we could do the very similar we, we thing. Port. Oh, last year, I see. Yeah, we beat Although, them. Okay, so that. I agree with you that we're probably just going to do what we did last year. Yeah. And then the, but the two wrinkles I'll say are the, the Kamar laid thing, just trying to play it safe. And then I still could see doing CCJ for this game to get him a run out with the full first team. And then I think it'd be a more comfortable game for him too, knowing that the I, I do yeah. think so too. I could see that being the one change, but other than that, it's a and good I like, point. And I, gonna, I like a fully, I like Shikovsky playing in Columbus. Yeah. Just I could see a Brian White start though. Yeah, but then that's a lot of yeah. I just although Brad's probably not starting on Saturday. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. then Matthias Jorgensen apparently has not been in training yet. His paperwork is still getting sorted, My so God. probably not playing. Well, I'm certainly not playing Wednesday. Guys, Matthias Jorgensen's not, not here. Oh, guys, Matthias Jorgensen's not here. <laughs> I'm still eager. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but um, okay. So that sorts that out. So maybe to round this off, what are your expectations? about the other MLS results. Let's start with the easiest one, SKC against Toluca, at Toluca, just fired their coach, 3-0 up. Yeah, think they I, think they, I think they just yeah. draw. That's I think it, it's, yeah. it, it might through. be like a nil-nil. Might yeah. be a one-nil. No. Got a fancy. They've got a good defense, right? Yeah. Peter Vermees is legit. They're bringing back a lot of, most of their key players, yeah. and then they, they have that DP center back, right? That's their whole shtick. Like they got rid of uh, uh, Opar, 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 right? And they, mm-hmm. um, they, the reason they got rid of him is because they had a DP center back who, mm-hmm. who they got in the middle of last season. I thought that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and so they were like, Johnny yeah, cares. yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the rest of their team really. So Houston at home against Guastatoya, Guatemala side. Houston's at home. One, yeah, one nil up with an away goal, at home. I think they can get another goal, seal it off. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you have to favor them. I Elise think. is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they get they get the result they need. I mean, I don't know how 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 yeah. pretty it is. Toronto, at uh, home, no. four nil. Yeah, four nil. Yeah, I mean, come, on. come on. Oh, I hope it's another four nil. Yeah, I mean, and it just and we'll maybe get into this when we run down the table and the projections, but it not not a exaggerated scoreline. They, you know, they deserved every part of it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, I don't, I don't incredible. Think I can see it. How bad it was. Now, the toughest one, Atlanta. I hate 3 1 down. They got They're going to fucking though. win 2 0. So exactly, yeah, exactly what I was going to say. However, they also looked pretty bad. bad. And, and I also, and again, this is a thing maybe we'll get to next segment. I didn't realize the extent to which Frank DeBoer does not 
has never really had any success <laughs> as a manager. Re- like he, oh he, no, don't no. Atlanta fans will come like email our podcast about all of his years with the Fine, Ajax. we've we've gotten we'll get emails then. This is great. Oh wow. Look. Um, but yeah, I just I yeah, uh, they similar kind of thing, but. You're right. I'm tempted to think that they'll they can just get two nil out of out of nothing. But, but I think that that defense is really bad. But also, it's just like they've got like it's really bad though. Oh yeah, especially when they're in a three band back line and they're their like entire midfield old men. Now, These old pe- yeah. old motherfuckers. They, I mean, like they were old last year. Yeah, the spine <laughs> is just entirely different. Like it's just gonna it. There's it would be more shocking than not if they rolled out and had no problem this is the worst you know? part maybe i'll have to admit this is probably the worst part of all of this uh, miguel hamaron might have been a good soccer player oh yeah i mean I, <laughs> did, we, did i don't think on this podcast we've really denied that oh okay yeah. no no i don't think i don't know i don't think so is he is he a 26 million dollars good no but like i mean money's fake we've been over this yeah <laughs> um so that's a yes atlanta goes through what about you I, it's too, they're gonna win two 0 I mean, I feel like the the home advantage is gonna help actually, though. Yeah, I feel like I can't tape, te- uh, tempt the fates here. I have to. Unf- I can't wait to watch though. I'm gonna watch the whole that whole <laughs> yeah. game. Public service amount announcement for our first home game of 2019. How exciting is that? Is uh, they kind of buried this announcement in what they called an enhancement to the arena, which is that you don't. We're not doing cards anymore, which is not unusual for this early ccl game but basically all ticketing is on your phone right now uh and will be for this year which you know i, I find to be mildly annoying but i'm mostly concerned that they they kind of put this, this is especially funny because brit was talking about contactless trains earlier as, yeah well, it's not the only way that, it's not like you have to get <laughs> into the train by having but, a smartphone although you know maybe that might happen in the future who knows <laughs> in which case it would be terrible but <laughs> The uh, I'm just worried because mobile they, entry only. They kind of buried the lead a little bit. So yeah. if you haven't heard the news, if you just skimmed over that enhancements stadium enhancements email you got, you can only enter the stadium really with your phone. I mean, if you totally forget, you can go to Will Call or whatever, and they'll print mm-hmm. out a ticket for you. But just heads up, you you have to download it on your app or whatever, which I haven't even done yet. Is it the app or Ticketmaster? No, it's the app. It's the oh, app. you can do both, actually. You can do both. I, I, used, I think I use Ticketmaster, yeah. and if you have iPhones, you can add it to your wallet. So charge your phone. Oh, well. also, I think True. through the grapevine, they'll be reinstalling phone chargers. So. Oh, yeah. They were oh, gone last year. Oh, nice. Because now you're going to have to do that in order to do anything. Hmm. So... Um, Heads up on that. Also, the PATH train... Uh, it's okay for weekdays, right? It's going to be okay for weekdays, but we haven't talked about this. It's going to be fucked up this year. For, it's gonna, is it for two years? Yeah, it might be for yeah. two years. Yeah. It's going to be two years. For the fucking... Pos- no, it's Sandy shit. It's not positive. Last year was positive train control. This year, it's Sandy repair shit. Uh, you know, if only, you know, Phil Murphy or Governor Cuomo, he could cancel it and make it ostensibly more convenient, but more fucked up for twice as long. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> Weekend, uh, yeah. So weekdays. Now, where are it's all the Princeton fine. engineers at? Yeah, yeah. Damn. True. That's the. It's because there's no there's not. Columbia and Cornell in Princeton. So yeah. Wow. Check checkmate, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> but the um, the train's gonna be fucked up on the weekends. So yeah. enjoy this relatively normal path trip on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Although we have can. a few more midweek games this year. That's true. 
because of the schedule changes, structural changes to the season that we are going to discuss in the preseason review in the next segment, which we will catch you after the break. episode 122 it's the preseason thing the whole big thing where we go through and talk about how we feel about each team but first things first i was uh, really hoping you'd stop at how we feel yeah absolutely not you don't care i have to, i have to pay in order to talk about how i feel i exclusively do that we can we can do like a feelings podcast after our um we've got the knicks podcast that mm, true um we're we're gonna undergo a little bit of a uh rebuilding okay i've been led to believe um, that so i think we have we have some we have a spot open for a feelings podcast if you want to do that peaches right or or katie's alternate what accounts. else is there mm. to talk about on a knicks podcast than feelings like there's not any basketball really, to talk uh, about that's for sure yeah right that, that's a fair point yeah but no unfortunately we're going to talk about how we feel about each uh team um but first things first there's some structural changes to mls in 2019 some good some bad some baffling uh so the schedule has been changed let's start with something that is good and something that we used to complain about all the fucking time on here which is uh no longer are we doing three derbies each it is now just cut and dry, two games against everyone in the East, one game in the West, right? The, this is currently the ideal amount of teams in MLS. Is it? Right? I think so, because it's one away. We're at 24 now? Yeah. Yeah, and yet they fucked it up with the playoff ratio still, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Right, oh, but yeah. it, it's one away for each Western team, or one game each Western team, and then home and away for all the Eastern teams. That is true. Yeah, it just makes sense. We thought we should make the Eastern Conference bracket only intra-conference. Why yeah, not? Yeah, we were looking at this last year, and I think we were speculating last year, like the numbers would seem to suggest that we should just do that. Lo and behold, they have. I think this is good because one, three derbies is getting old. I think just for all parties involved, especially when you count the Open Cup. Um, but now I I think it's there's a nice symmetry to it as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just like defend your place, and then if you can force them to drop points at their place that's a win ideally of course for such a local one as ours it's like is it really a way you can really win both of them what's there not to love but like last year it's like oh well you know we played three times and we drew once but it was really at their stadium so i guess we kind of won the series it's just it's not it's not the same it's weird so i welcome that change second change it's shortened they're going to end the season earlier in October this year. Love it. Which, the good part of this is that they're finally trying to address the horrible, terrible international break. During that, the playoffs. During the playoffs. That has been the most unforced error, I think, of, of all the playoff shit. So I'm glad they finally noticed that, that it sucked. Now... The bad thing about that, arguably, is or one of them is that I think this leads to more midweek congestion 
during the middle of the regular season. More Wednesday games. It's I don't have the numbers in front of me, but there are more Wednesday games for everyone involved this year. Combined with the fact that this is a Gold Cup year and a uh, Copa America year, this could be very difficult <clears throat> for a lot of teams across the board. Especially those who have international players. Yeah, and especially teams such as ourselves who uh, compete in the Continental Championship, <coughs> CCL, and take the Open Cup seriously. Potentially have four or five different competitions that our players will be vying for. Uh, once I guess CCL will be done by the time it's called. But also US but, Open Cup, I don't know if we necessarily took seriously last year. Yeah, but um, the other part of that is that the playoffs, as part of the playoffs being shorter, they have changed the format. They now have seven teams making the playoffs, which would seem yeah. that which would seem <laughs> to be anticipating an expansion to fourteen teams per conference, right? Because like it would have been, but it's perfectly still half. half. Te- like if it was, f- it would have been perfectly half. But if why? Would, yeah, why? But if it was still like five, who cares? Yeah, that's true. I thought honestly, I. I thought that the previous playoff format in MLS was as good as you were going to get, kind of. Yeah. I thought that the incentive the, the structures. Yeah, yeah, it was like there were three kind of clear tiers. It kind of made sense. It was a decent amount of teams. And like six seeds have more or less kind of like always kind of been screwed. It's not, it hasn't really been easy for six seeds. Also, it shouldn't be easy for six seeds. Right. So now it's single elimination. Seven seeds. Only the number one seed gets a first round bye, which will be us. In theory, we would like because, <laughs> and more more often than not, I think the New York Red Bulls have finished in first place in the Eastern Conference since 2015, at least. Right? Yeah, for sure. 2013, for sure, I yeah. think probably. Yeah. Yeah. At least three out of five, right? Yeah, the Shield years, and then 16, we also finished first right, in, the in the East. East. I mean, there's little to dislike yeah. about this, given our record, right? Yeah, although, I don't know, part of some, something, yeah, on paper, it's like... It's going to be... For the benefit of the Red Bulls, I feel like this is this is, this is is the format that benefits, I think, us the most. I, hear, I think we have to see it out this year to see how it plays. Yeah, well, I don't I'm, know the dynamic I'm keeping an open mind, but for some reason, like, on paper, I get that... It is valuing the shield more, which is something that I like in theory. But something about there only being one buy and it only being one round. The like, buy it, it looks it looks cheaper on the paper buy also when I means look at like it. you have a CCL thing, right? What do you mean? Like you when when you get a buy, that also necessarily means you have a CCL bid. That well, yeah, that's true because CCL qualification is going back right. to normal this year. Um, but seven teams. And then it is one game knockouts, as Sam was saying. Uh, so just straight up home field advantage, which for the higher seed, yeah, would have been better for us last year because then we don't have to, you know, drop a three-zero loss in Atlanta, or just Although, run the, you know, have to go away on the first leg, which yeah. uh, is arguably, you know, it, you know. I feel like I've heard the claim that that's harder to even come back from. That's true. And like that's kind of an open debate. Yeah, like there are clubs that would even prefer having that first leg. Yeah, people do like at, us against at Santos. Home. People do suggest that that yeah. that the higher seeded team should get to get sit- to choose. Yeah, but um, no, not to totally relitigate Atlanta because there are a lot of different factors going on yeah. in the Atlanta series. But um, <laughs> one thing that really annoys me though 
is that they're no longer reseeding the bracket. Which means that, you know, previously, if the six seed had beaten the three seed in their first round matchup in their play-in game, then they would have gone on to play the first seed. Basically, the the, the highest seeded team would always play the lowest seeded remaining team no matter what. There are a lot of reasons that this is the best way because, you know, basically, if you don't reseed it, you get in a situation where being in the fourth or fifth seed is kind of worse because that means you pretty much always have to play the first seed, whereas if you're in the other part of the bracket, then you can kind of luck into lower-seeded matchups. It's just not as clean, and it's not as, uh, you know, good a system on the whole. Um, but um, I'm sure the reason for this is that they want to be able to schedule things more in advance mm-hmm. and, like, have more lead time. So I'm sure it's all tied into, like, having these quick turnarounds. But yeah, I mean, what do you, like I guess with the Red Bulls in so mind. So it just goes down to 3 games then from 5. Per yeah. per per team. To if you want to win MLS Cup. Yeah, so the path to the finals now, if you're in the first seed, yeah. you have 3 games. And then if you're 2 through 7, you've 4 games, right? Yeah. yeah. Cuz you have the extra round. Yeah. So, um in theory, you know, if you're first seed, it's some it's it's something to like. Um, makes that dash for first kind of more important. Although, and and I guess like seeding theoretically will be a harder battle because you're really fighting for a pure home field advantage. Yeah. But I agree with you, PJs. We're gonna have to see how it plays out. Because <clears throat> I think the dynamic will be interesting, and I don't know. Like, you, you, I think the pacing as it happens, will feel different than what we think it will. And there's no way to tell until it happens. Yeah, I feel like in years previous, I've been disappointed by teams somehow not taking like the the structures as much of an incentive as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Well, and I mean, I think getting rid of that break is just so, so big. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, even if, you know, regardless of this massive restructure, of 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 the of the formatting, I think just like that alone is huge. Also, like as as little as single game uh, matches might mean, more drama. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, oh, and that's part of it. Yeah, if like if you're gonna have a knockout tournament, you know, fucking have a knockout yeah, tournament. Yeah, like, yeah, make, like make, that's true. Yeah, I kind of get. I can kind of vibe with that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. Which um, you know, to to say again, makes the MLS Cup more illegitimate, of course, but. Yeah, we're just accelerating the contradictions. Sure, here of course, system, yes, right. Mm-hmm. But um, one final aspect that we'll we'll probably talk more in full when we get to the Red Bulls preview discussion is that with this congestion, I do think that our large, enormous, big club shit organization <laughs> having like eighty guys in camp right now uh, could be a structural advantage to us. But uh, that's one thing to keep an eye on for the um schedule changes so we have arrived at the point where we go through all of the eastern conference teams and give a short brief little stance on what we think is going on with them um so the way this works is we're just going to work backwards from 12 to 1 once again the natural order of things has been restored and the red bulls are of course in first place so naturally we conclude with ourselves 
Um, for the West, the West, again, is theoretical and not proven to exist. So we're just going to suggest five or seven, I guess, different names that might make the playoffs. Well, probably, that's that. going to be the first seven teams that come to mind. Yeah. That's this how, year, this year I conveniently think of a West like, as a nice excuse to have a vacation. Reno. Yeah. Deadwood. I like that. Area 51. Uh, Albuquerque. You know, theoretical places. The place from Breaking Bad. Um so, in 12th place, a team that did not exist last year, uh, at least not in MLS, is none other than Hassan Dom's new home of FC, FC Cincinnati. They have no record for me to read out um, because they did not exist. They're high profile. Oh, wait, no. Can you read their record from against RB2 and USL playoffs? I'm going to have to pause. We're going to have to Google that, and I don't think anyone wants that right now. But um, Oh, no, I just meant from last year. Yeah, I would have to Google that. Oh, they they lost. Okay. Yeah, they lost one nothing at home. To, <laughs> That's the only game to, they played against them. Uh, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Because they because USL does single elimination, right? Yeah. <clears throat> they do knockouts. So, um, that was awesome though. The it was uh, Cincinnati was top. That of was the, the reason Hassan they were going to win everything, drafted. and then that's why everybody was so like kind of like they like hate liked the idea of Dom like mm, at yeah, Cincinnati. Exactly. They're like, man, this guy fucking sucks because he's, you know, he destroyed us, us. <laughs> all the time as a second team yeah. player for the Red Bulls. Um, but yeah, uh, RB2's won one nothing. So their Good offensive shot. acquisition appears to be Fernando Adi. Um, other than that, Maddox, you know, uh, who'd they get from um, uh, Roland Lamar, Lamar, right? Oh, Lamar. he did. They got Roland him. Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, from, yeah. from FC Dallas. <laughs> Uh, I didn't get Kamara. I feel that like was just, like a trade. Yeah, feel, I feel like that was to get, wa- to get Waston. Yes. Yeah. They just have a bunch of MLS journeymen, really. Yeah. I, yeah. For me, it's like it's Garza. an expansion team. I feel like they got to prove it, and I'm not expecting much from these guys. You know, if they prove me wrong, then good for them. But I don't think anyone is expecting much of them. I mean, not even their like. <clears throat> front office because they didn't even get them authentic kits yeah truly yeah <laughs> so so shit, I, I, don't I, know. I have to i i thought about it and i feel like going uh or, or putting the order on these last couple teams in the playoffs was difficult for me but i just i feel like it's a sound baseline policy to just not assume much from the expansion teams and unless they're i think that even even as a rule of thumb yeah. that it's like yeah, agreed, but like, but like, especially so in, in this one. I just it feels disorganized. It felt like I was watching the expansion draft, yeah. and it just seemed like a fucking mess. Yeah, and every time, and again, your gripe with the expansion <clears throat> draft needing to exist for one team is the that yeah. prolonged <laughs> fucking interview nonsense. Um, with yeah. too much MLS Soccer dot com uh, yeah. bullshit. Just Not give even them a list. Captioned. Yeah, just just announce a list. Just send a list. Who cares? Just do it over a Fuck. Dude, <clears throat> facts if you will nycfc in orlando were on the conference call in 2015 now they've just made true. a production out of it yeah i don't know i even like when i was hearing their coach who is it alan it has gone either way right yeah <clears throat> well anyway um he didn't seem like he particularly knew his, he, it felt like he didn't really know what he was doing he felt like he didn't really know soccer <laughs> Yeah, and also like I think they overpaid for a ton of players. Um, well, they have a, 
like they're on a never-ending supply of gam tam. Didn't they like burn a ton of it? Toronto with Toronto, who'd they get from Toronto? They got Gosh, um, I don't remember one of their veteran defenders who's like oh, pretty yeah. old. Like um, wow, so it's an H. Um, uh, Hagland. Right? Oh yeah, Nick Hagland. Um, yeah. When you said H, Eric Hasley popped to mind, and boy, that would be fun if they signed up. <laughs> they got Hagland for like three hundred k or something, in, in like Tam or Gam. Yeah. Um, and it was just like not a good deal for like. Yeah. In, I think that's a good place to end uh, it. I think we flattered them. Not with a this good much deal. Yeah. Not a good deal seems to be their 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 whole like their, their whole shtick. Yeah. <laughs> 11th place last year, the actual last team, last place team in the Eastern Conference was Orlando City, the team that had, you know, the best offseason in MLS history. It really did seem like it, though. I know. I have to say, looking back on our predictions from last year, uh, not all of us thought they were going to be like, none of us thought they were going to be like great. Right. But none of us had them being just straight up awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, this is a funny one because uh, they still have a lot of these expensive salaries. Uh-huh. Uh, Sasha's still there. Dom Dwyer's still there. Uh, Oriel Ros- Rossell is still there. Um, and then they added uh, Nani. Nani <laughs> from, was Nani at Sporting or Benfica? Benfica. I think he was at Sporting. I don't know. We've probably angered some you know Portuguese listeners by conflating the two. But, um, yeah, he's come over, which is just a funny thing that happens in MLS now. It's just <laughs> that, yeah, they can just lure over Nani. I guess, like, it, it fits with the larger Portuguese-speaking orbit of, uh, Brazil, of, or of Orlando. Orlando, yeah. Yeah, and their ownership. But um, can't say that I really think that's going to help them any further. <laughs> but at the same time, I still have this lingering suspicion that, like, Really, you should have been able to just like set this team on autopilot and just like the spare parts they have. Granted, they were a weird collection of spare parts in the end, and a cautionary <laughs> tale for anyone who thinks you can just throw signs together. Cincinnati, people. yeah, but <laughs> but like I really still think that like Jason Christ really fucked it up last year. Somebody said uh, that it was a <laughs> prove it year for Jason Christ, and uh, I think that ended up being true yeah, in the worst yeah, way yeah. for him but um <laughs> well i think it was just like okay it's time for you yeah to move on to usl i can't like it's like but it's just very difficult for them to actually do any worse than last year because they uh played in 34 games got How many 28 goals points they won eight games one of them was against us in the most Woof. freakish game in the year that no one's really mad about but drew four times and lost 22 times for context the new york red bulls last year won 22 times but uh sam they gave up 74 goals incredible yeah (laughs) incredible that is so many goals they gave up as many goals as we should have had points they actually scored the same amount of goals as columbus they they actually didn't just their offense but their offense wasn't terrible they they just, I think they had just like the resoundingly they scored the second least amount of goals in the East though really yeah that's just like that's crazy for Greg really more than anything okay yeah shit never mind oh tied for last <laughs> oh just kidding then yeah but I just their their defense was just is resoundingly yeah. terrible and and like <clears throat> so that raises the question what do they do to fix their defense do they do anything they got rid of Amro <laughs> they they gave us Amro <laughs> yeah who like 
I feel like was Orlando Twitter was like, yeah, defender. he's like, all right. He's like their only hope. Nobody's going to get them lost in the eyes of their defenders this year. I can tell you that. Except for us. Well, but he's on our team now. He's uh, not their defender anymore. But do they imp- improve or somehow get worse? I, I I think there's like almost no choice but to improve, despite the fact that I mean, all, yeah. the roster seems worse now. Too. So like, yeah, the question is, what do they do for the defense? Uh, <coughs> I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. They got rid of. They just a lot. They they tried to I think uh, make some space to sign Nani. Yeah. Uh, so they offloaded some overpriced players, um, which seems to be a common theme for you know early 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 days Orlando. Uh, just kind of picking out the pieces. Uh, their keeper situation is in flux, right? They're um, they agreed to part ways with Joe or to trade Joe Bendick um, in the middle of the summer, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, to Columbus when Columbus gets rid of Zach Steffen to mm-hmm. go to Man City. Um, so many pre agreements, and so they signed um, what's his name, Brian Rowe, um, uh, former Galaxy keeper. Galaxy man, he was so bad at Galaxy. Yeah, so so I, I, what do they do for goalkeeping? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm like also done the a whole opinion lot. that Bendick was a bit overrated. But also James O'Connor, the new coach after Christ, actually somehow did worse than Christ did. <laughs> like you know, give him an off season and whatever. But like, yeah, you know, there's really very few reasons. And I think for me, they can't get much worse. So I think I'm I'm forced to conclude they're gonna tread water and stay about the same. I no, mean, I, I feel no like signs point to a yeah. better defensive. E- even season. if they're players are worse they can do better than last year true 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 the thing that was above them last year was 10th place chicago which uh aggressively reverted to the mean after their uh third place finished the year before they uh won eight games drew eight games and lost 18 games for a total of 32 points one of their wins was also against us. That really frustrating game yeah. with the Kitai Golasso. Um, but uh, another weird early game result for us. Um, their acquisitions include getting CJ Sapong on a, a Gam Tam combination deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Feinsteiger is back. Dax McCarty is back. Nemanja Nikolic is back. Didn't you say that someone? Um... Someone joked that the Akam to CJ Sapong trade is finally finished. Yeah, I can't remember who said that, but uh, I believe they have a goalkeeper now, right? Sam, are you saying this? Um, they signed uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 DC Usted. Yeah, Usted, um, who is theoretically an improvement. Um, Absolutely. Who was it? Sanchez last year. Yeah. Who? After playing very well against us, did not play just well. Not right, and I feel like we all talked about it too after yeah. that game. Like that dude played out of his mind, but then he just yeah. didn't show up for the rest of the season. Literally the game of his life. Richard yeah. Sanchez <laughs> sounds like a, a backyard soccer name, but um, I'm pretty sure that's just like Rick's name from Rick and Morty. I wouldn't know. I'm not smart enough to watch that show. I know so. you aren't. Um, <laughs> Your IQ is not high enough. No, it's not famously low. Uh, Chicago <laughs> is. It's it's I don't know. They were such a injured kind of mess, and everything off the field for them is a disaster. Even and they've had like they had that spate of retirements from young guys. Like I, there's just a bad kind of sense of organization and management to this club that makes me hesitant to think they'll 
do any better, even though the the floor is very low for them here, too. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I, I think they have, like, I mean, I was talking about this when we were making our, like, East Eastern Conference rankings, right? It's just, like, the rest of the league is just kind of, like, in a... It, all everyone is kind of in the spot of disarray right now. Where- yeah, this should be one of the more open potential years. But at the same time, it's hard to pick these non-playoff teams that are going to replace somebody. Nobody yeah. shows really obvious signs of, of I will say, in a way, Chicago is one of these teams that has a little bit more continuity going to this season. There wasn't a big system change. There wasn't mm-hmm. too much turnover in players, except for, I guess, some of the retirements. And with the line bumped down to seven, it's like, can this team finish seventh? Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, on, on the back of Bastion Feinsteiger. <laughs> yeah, like, if they can just, like, hold serve at home a little bit and grind out a couple away draws... Fuck it, sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, Usted's thirty-four. He still has a couple, you know, a few, maybe a good season or two left. Yeah. Um. So Damn, maybe Usted's already thirty-four. Yeah, but he, I think he came over when he was old. Yeah, oh. and, and he played pretty well, you know, barring last year. Mm-hmm. And it, he had a shaky year before, but it was three years ago, twenty fifteen. He was yeah. on top, and yeah. so I feel like you still have something there. Um, I mean, it's better than Lampson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very much better. So, so I mean, like, yeah, at that point, like, okay, like, it's hard not to see it's, them. It's kind of finish, a matter just looking at everyone around you, like yeah. in the bottom half of the of the fucking table, like in the Eastern Conference, and like still sneak. Like, East is going to be table watching this season. I have a feeling. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. So, do you have them making the playoffs? I do. Yeah. All right. And then at the end, of course, we're going to go through and list all of our lists. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do not have them have them making the playoffs. I have them right on the outside at eighth place, but. Next up is Toronto FC, another interesting case. Last year, a team that beat Tigres, one of the best teams in Mexico, most expensive squads in the entire Western Hemisphere, uh, also turned in a completely ass season. Only 36 points, 10 wins, admittedly, but uh, 6 draws and 18 losses, Sebastian Giovinco, you know, one of the most uh, transformative players that was in the league, has gone. He's gone to Saudi Arabia. Is that right? Um, And uh, they've signed Terrence Boyd to, well, replace is a strong word. They're different players. I think they explicitly said he was not a replacement. Yeah. It is a different player at the end of the day. Um, And, uh, you know, Michael Bradley's a year older. Victor Vasquez has not been replaced. Huge. That's yeah. that is huge. And just watch and Vanderweel. They've brought in Laurent Simon, who looked man, like Michael Bradley. Really, yeah, really <laughs> terrible. Like <laughs> um, in that in that CCL game, uh, and uh, I, I didn't realize when he was out in the highly theoretical Western Conference, like you know how much of a tendency he had to just go hunting, like in the middle of the field. Mm. And just get completely lost, and he got totally exposed. It kind of worked for like LAFC, but it's not yeah. going to work for and that, in that this year. Independiente game. A team with no defensive midfielders. There was <laughs> like, yeah, like okay. There was so much space, and and everyone looked so miserable to be there, and like they didn't care about each other at all. Greg Vanny literally got into a fight with Gregory Vanderweel. Yeah, and 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 yeah, now he's leaving, right? Like, yeah, he can't come back. Yeah. So like I for this one I was tempted to kind of like 
kind of leave the door open like we have for the other two and, you know, potentially be contrarian and be like, oh, somebody should theoretically be able to put the pieces so, together. Gonna, but they look so bad. Then nah, it's like, yeah, I, I, have them, I have them dead last. I've, I've got a question for you. Um, uh-huh. What is the worst situation that Ali Curtis is, has walked into? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, 2015 Ali. Red Bulls or 2019 TFC? Ooh. I was tempted to say TFC without a question. But if you if if you, if you look think at about the, 2015, yeah, right. Thierry Henry, you, you retired. But they're like both fucking dumpster fires. Like you just signed I, I don't a know, random was, dude named Mike Grella from Long Island. 2014 Red Bulls still did were Make, one goal away yeah. from MLS Cup. Right, but like there was an overhaul, and I feel like in every yeah. sense, the the disaster though, the the, the turmoil in 2014 was entirely of his own making, though. Ali Curtis's own making. Right. So I don't know. This time he inherited the mess. That's true. I I forgot about his hiring. I don't know if he's going to be able to help them in one year. For you know, I, I, I doubt it. Especially like considering that it seems that man management has, <laughs> was not his strong suit here, <laughs> and it seems like that might be needed in Toronto right oh, now. Oh wow, that was already the issue with Jovinko. Yeah, true. <laughs> Although you know, it does look like they kind of needed to move on so ripping off the band-aid might, might not be the worst so improve decline oh stay stable even worse even worse Woo! because josie worked really well you know with uh with geo i don't think he's gonna work yeah. as well with terrence Boyd. i think it it looks like michael bradley's presence is really toxic to that club i can't right wait now. i'm still you know like who isn't a little salty with you know, Michael Bradley and Altador in general, but specifically that playoff series. I'm actually cool with Josie now. From a couple of years ago. Technically speaking, I have Toronto FC treading water, but mm. I, yeah, I'm tempted to say their point total may I have been dead actually last. be worse. Spicy. Eighth place, we have New England Revolution, uh, helmed by Brad Friedel. Um, 41 points. They technically were like in the playoff race until like the last Two. Th- third match week or something. Yeah. Like surprisingly late until they were <coughs> formally eliminated. However, it, no one really thought that they were going to get there. Yeah. It would have taken it, a freak, like um, falling out of a very hot everyone. Yeah. yeah. New England kind of took a couple teams by surprise at the start of the season. Christian Pena seemed to be an actually decent player. Um, but then that, it kind of fell apart. Also, another trend is that they beat us in a weird game that I don't know if anyone remembers. I was there. We were but, there. Oh, fuck. That's right. You guys went. It was, that was a weird game, wasn't it? Cause it, it was. Because it was like... I don't want to talk about one it. One of the last CCL congestion stretches, kind of. And we went, and it was one of those games that I get cranky about because it kind of just feels like everyone goes expecting to lose and not upset about it, even though they weren't new England wasn't even really that good at all. Um, so for that to be one of our like seven losses last year, just kind of feels really silly to, to me and, and a shame, but um, weird pattern of most of our losses being to non playoff teams, kind of an inversion of years past mm. really. Um, but yeah, they've trended down hard. I think they're going to stay bad. I, mean, I I don't think they had the start they had last season. If they don't have that, I don't think they're nearly as close to the playoffs as they were. 
Like, what do they have? They have consistency in goalkeeping and, and attackers. I and mean, Brad Friedel. Yeah, a, a second year for Brad Friedel to to see what he to can get do. Worse. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't see them being worse than the other teams we've discussed. I I do. Um, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't see them being worse than Montreal, who we're about to discuss. Oh, um, I definitely do. What's 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 Montreal got? Well, Still Nacho Piatti and who's like thirty five. They Montreal were in sixth place for a while. yeah, but I don't know. They they seem to be competently managed. Uh, I think they could France they, international Bakri Sanya. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, right. <laughs> Forgot. Famously scored against the New York Red Bulls in twenty eighteen. Bakri Sanya. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I honestly. A lot of this, like bottom, like middle table, whatever the fuck in yeah. the Eastern Conference is. It's kind a fucking of, free it's a, for it's a all. I it, yeah. For okay, maybe one distinction I'll say is that for Chicago, I can imagine them finishing sixth or seventh and making playoffs. For New England, I cannot. It's it's much. I feel much more <laughs> secure being like, no, they're definitely missing. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see anything that. I don't. I don't see a way. Yeah. For them. So seventh place, we've kind of already started talking about the Montreal Impact. They were eliminated on the last day of the season. Uh, they were... They would have made playoffs this season. Yeah, they were <laughs> in um, that sixth place for like a shockingly long amount of time. Mostly because of DC's goal, uh, games in hand, right? That's true, yeah. Or their games in hand on DC. Yeah. But what started out as what we thought might be a, a rebuilding season... For Montreal turned kind of into a half decent season. They kind of play that very compact countering game with Piatti, um, and and kind of some um, you know decent spine players. Um, I don't know. Mont- Montreal seem firmly in that mid tier to me as well, though. But do you think they improve, decline, or stay stable? I have them kind of staying around the same, but you know, like. By staying by the staying the same, I mean the spot right below the playoff line. Yeah, yeah. I mean eighth or ninth seems pretty reasonable. Would not shock me to trade wins with them again this season because we just seem to like going to Montreal and losing. And for their part, Montreal seemed to love coming here and losing too. Mm-hmm. It's very lopsided. They've series. never won here. Yeah, in the league, yes. Um, yes, Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, is the first playoff team we're going to discuss. Uh, they, I don't think, beat us in the league last year. Um, they did beat us in the Open Cup, but not in the league. They finished sixth, 50 points, um, and had a weird season because they made their second or third playoff appearance, but yet again, it was kind of DOA. They went to Yankee Stadium and lost to a city team that had won like literally once in like three months or something wasn't that last game of the of the regular season the same matchup that's true if they it was I like guess super weird city had made playoffs but like if if philly had won there was yeah because it was it was them in columbus right yeah. who like were potentially the ones who like columbus could have lost their last three games and montreal could have snuck in and the same thing could have gone and for... then columbus was like about to do it <clears throat> yeah they were they were kind of fading because like if if philly had that's the thing, yeah. If Philly had won that very last game against NYCFC, they would have been the third seed, I think. 
Something crazy. Yeah, yeah, there was like... Yeah, I remember talking about that. Well, wait, no. Because City would have still had a better goal differential. I think it still. was... um, uh, There was a, a combination of results that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But a lot was hinging there. But point being, Philadelphia kind of sputtered out towards the end, despite it was showing a, some signs of life. It was the younger defenders, who mm-hmm. I think started out a lot stronger than most people anticipated. Um, but they had the two really young center backs. Mm-hmm. I think that was their, trusty. It was one of them. I think that was their part of their downfall was that they had very young defense that kind of faded throughout the course of the season. Yeah. So I think that was like long seasons. That was the weird rationale behind I think signing someone like Aurelian Collin. Mm. Um, oh, fuck, that's right. Which is kind of weird <laughs> and doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I'm glad we got rid of him. Uh, and if he's there for leadership, I guess that's fine. I don't oh, know. Who did but, they sign? They lost Fabian. Um, Fabian. They lost Do- yeah. Doge Cal, right? Yeah. Um, this Fabian guy, I think, should play his position. Yeah. Wasn't he? Uh, a, a, isn't, it, isn't he an attacker? Yeah. Attacking, yeah. Attacking midfielder. I've seen you know people. And they are, got a, they got a Sapong replacement. Yeah. Guys are kind of picking this. Yeah. Um, C, uh, CJ Com, or um, uh, Com. Com. David but, Com. Um, did no, they get someone got, else? No, I think they got a striker. They might have, yeah. They might have. I was just making a joke. Oh, no, I see you. Yeah, <laughs> They lost Arsenal legend Jay Simpson. But um, I think people are kind of picking this Philly team as a potential sleeper just kind of as a byproduct of everyone above them also being... Not great. Like, having a <laughs> lot of changes going on. Philadelphia is low-key one of the most stable teams this season in the Eastern Conference going into this. Um, so, I I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I have them. So I, who who did they lose in their starting eleven? They lost Doge Cal. They lost Rosenberry. They lost um, uh, Sapong. Um, but I mean, at a certain point, is Marcus it really a loss with, with Sapong? I mean, and then they lost. Oh, true Epps. So I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, and then getting Colin, I feel like you just. Like even further down, I don't know. I have to say, Philadelphia seem like one of those clubs though that have like more of a plan than most. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I have to say that, which is while I do, I can imagine them doing surprisingly well. In my list, I still have them basically treading water. But it would be it would be weird imagining a Philadelphia Union team that like is vying for the top of the table instead of four through six would be very weird. Maybe we'll experience it this year, but my predictions, I have them holding water, I think, kind of just averaging out. What about you guys? They'll, they'll, they'll make playoffs. Um, I'm, I, I would be very surprised if they didn't. Um, but, I mean, anything goes. So anywhere from fifth to, I mean, I don't know, fourth to sixth. I I have them I have them pretty decently, actually. I think they're going to make the playoffs this year. All right. Fifth was Columbus, 51 points. Uh, as you were kind of discussing, they they were kind of had the inside track on you know potentially getting this third seed last season, but then they dropped a couple weird results, including like Orlando and Minnesota at home. Or it was like of, that brief window when City was really fading. Yeah, and then Columbus started to you know Columbus is really pick throwing up some away points there. Where it they almost fell like off. They, yeah, it was either them or Montreal, um, but they of course went out. With a little bit of a whimper, but then gave us a tough game in Columbus in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, or they beat DC on penalties, I think, and DC was the hot shit thing at the moment. Um, Columbus kind of has a knack, or Greg's Columbus had a bit of a knack for that. They also beat Atlanta um, on penalties 
the year before when they had been the, the hot shit fashionable thing at the moment. Um, but um, they, of course, no longer have Greg. Greg has taken over the national team. Um, Tim Bezbachenko has taken over as their president. They are still in Columbus. The crew was saved. They've been bought by uh, the objectively terrible humans who own the uh, Cleveland Browns, um, who are, you know, they're going to build them a new stadium, but just take this opportunity to say, fuck them. They're still shitty. Um, And uh, yeah, they've brought in Caleb Porter to be the coach. They still have a lot of decent parts. For me, this is an interesting proposition because Columbus has a lot of above average parts together on the roster, but they were put together by Greg Berhalter, famously made Jossi Zardes a golden boot contender. Weaponized his yeah, first touch. Who, like, you know, Pipa Igain has been there for a while before Greg was. But, you know... I can't believe he's still there. He's, he, like, one of those dudes yeah. who, like, when I, I started watching MLS, he was just like, you know... Yeah, you thought he might retire right. anytime. But um, that same with Ozzy Alonso, really. Like, I can't believe Ozzy Alonso is still in Seattle. But um, is he still in Seattle? Oh fuck yeah, he's might might finally be gone now. Yeah, I just, now I just assume. is he in Cincinnati? <sighs> Shit, you're right. Fuck, he might be. I don't know. Can't remember. But I actually don't know where he's he been went. There, so he went long. somewhere. But um, the uh, they have a lot of these parts. People you got in really like, you know, gelled with Greg. Oh, he went to Minnesota. Oh Minnesota, wow, that's damn. right. But Greg really built around him. I'm not sure if Caleb Porter. You know, Caleb Porter also seems to be, like, an above-average, okay coach. Yeah. Not, like, a great, you know, like, he won an MLS Cup at Portland, and he still ended up leaving, you know? It's I like, mean, I guess the most... He was about to get fired right before that happened, you know? The most like, obvious comparison would be Howard Iguain compared to Valeri, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I... For me, I can... My stance is I can only assume that this collection of above-average parts will be put together somewhat competently by a slightly above average coach. Um, That's my take too. <laughs> yeah. I, and I can't, especially look to what we were saying earlier. I can't imagine any of these non-playoff teams from last year usurping them. That would, that would pretty thoroughly surprise me. Which like can land you fucking third place. Yeah. Like pretty easily in yeah, this, like, in this, wow, in this did conference. You, did you also say third place or Columbus? Yeah. <laughs> are, are, yeah. It's like, are they going to finish not the first seven places? No. God, fuck. Seven <laughs> out of 12. Jesus Christ. Fourth place was DC United. No disrespect to anyone we put from five to seven, but all disrespect from everyone from eight to 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jesus. DC also finished in 51 points. This is the tale of two seasons, of course. The Audi field was finished in the second half. Uh, he kind of finished. Shit, kind was, of shit finished, was patched yeah. together. Yeah. Um, if it were in Central America, then Sam Stashko will be on the phone asking the CIA to invade it on behalf of MLS. <laughs> but the uh, Audi field was finished, so they got those like 20 games in a row there. Of course, Wayne Rooney showed up, and surprising everyone, he didn't suck. He had a work rate. Not, yeah, not only did he not suck, he, <laughs> he played defense. He made a defense. tackle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I do have to begrudgingly admit that that, that play was pretty pretty insane. Um, pretty pretty cool um, thing for me. And that's the only good thing I'll say about DC. I have to say that... I have good feelings about DC this season. 
by which you mean bad. By yeah. bad, yeah. But I think they're going to do really well. Yeah, this seems to be the take. Well, I think they're going to do... The... Like, they're only going to do really well because they haven't changed anything. Yeah, but also, I feel like they got... Their good form was because they were constantly at home last year, right? No, I agree with that. But I also think that that means that they kind of, like, are going to take this momentum at the beginning of the season, unlike last year. They yeah. also had Acosta, who had his... PSG. To PSG. <laughs> Apparently something now. Uh, scuttered, um, which could be discontent. And I suspect that Rooney will show up for camp or has shown up for camp not fit again. And it's going to be harder for him to get fit this time. And considering that he showed up halfway through the season last year and kind of bossed anyone anyway, I suspect. Oh, pardon me. I suspect that he might be more complacent about it this year anyway and have a little bit of an ego. So I think there's room for things to go wrong here. That said, similar territory, I can't imagine them not making the playoffs. And with with nobody making obvious improvement in the East, I, I don't know who's going to usurp them. That, that, that's my thoughts, too, and yeah. I have them very high on my Whoa. list. All right. After D.C. was, of course, NYCFC. NYCFC, who uh, are <laughs> one of the more interesting teams to ask what the fuck about this year i think we kind of we may have said that last year too but i think there's kind of that weird proximity thing i think we've joked that sometimes we feel like we understand nycfc better than their own fans but maybe that's more of an off the field kind of thing mm-hmm. but at this point i have no idea what's going on with them dave vanilla has retired I no think he, he went to japan eh, whatever sorry he's retired from mls the only league that matters right, other right. than the super Liga and liga mac he's only when pumas are playing and <laughs> Uh, and on Janier, obviously. Um, that's the Danish Super League. Oh, no, that's the Danish second Super team. League. Or second league. No, that's Silkeborg. No, the second league that Britt mentioned. Oh, yeah. No, no, please, I, I please, heard it now. Please, I, I just please, yeah. didn't put two and two together. But, um, yeah, Dave is in Japan now. Uh, so he never did score against us at Red Bull Arena. You know, he might score when he's on that Queens team, though, against New York Red Bulls. What? At RBA. Oh, they're going to play there? Well, if they make if the US Open do. Cup and is, play Is us. that a real USL team that they're doing? Kind of. Like, David V is invested in it. I don't think it's... I don't... That whole, like, weird stadium... Fight, the Queensboro thing? That, yeah, that's... I don't... If that ever happens, it'll be... If that happens... I'm kind of for it happening if only if, to watch NYCFC burn. Yeah, it is weird that... That was a weird story. That whole story was weird. I don't know. Um, he would be like in his fifties by the time that ever happens, though. <laughs> like, let's be real. I think he's contractually obligated to play for them as long as he's like still playing, though. <sighs> if they know, get whatever. their shit together, honestly, just give me your money instead. I'll do smarter things with it. I.e., spend it on myself. But um, the he's gone. Uh, Burgett is gone. Ugh, um, big loss. Yeah. Huge loss. Dome is still for around. Uh, RBNY legend Dome. Um, <laughs> Catalan, <laughs> Catalan independence figure Dome. Oh my God, has gone. Uh, you know, red-faced wine uncle of the entire um, Latin-speaking, uh, Latin Romance language-speaking region. Dome Tarant, uh, legend, never changed. Dome. Um, Aren't you so glad we got to see Amagat play in person? Oh boy, did we see him play? He played extra. <laughs> he played so hard they had to they had to tell him to calm down. But, um, yeah, a lot going on. They bought this Mitrita guy uh, for, for $9 million. $9 million 
euros dollars euros whatever hmm. um nine million of something a very strange transfer a lot of money how old yeah. is he like 23 i'm sure younger I, I he's a younger it. dp if he's from romania i think some random uh rumor had suggested that we might be in from one point obviously we never were but uh i think you know kind of a weird resume but you know i guess like we're talking about this with Cork, I think. Global soccer talent is kind of getting weird like that now, where it's like you kind of just pick players out from some nowhere, and then if you're a big club, like, or if you have the money that CFG do, it's like, you yeah, money is kind of, like, fake. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And I think part of this is, you know, that Atlanta exists now, so the league doesn't really need uh, City to be this, like, weird, you know, jerk-off, like, prestige thing anymore. But not even the league is, like trying to really pump this up i think you know they're cautiously optimistic but everyone's kind of confused by this price tag because it's neither really like a a star fucker pick nor really a like a, a huge prospect pick yeah yeah it's because yeah it, are they really gonna sell them on but then it's also the kind of thing where it's like it's cfg they don't need to make money, money back you yeah. know i i don't know but he's also not really like a stand-up striker. I mean, their their game plan against us last year, when they you know scored the equalizer, um, and really when they got anything going at all at Yankee Stadium was having a little flick on and mm-hmm. having those weird early shots um, that took the keeper off guard, or just like you know, Shradi scored a couple golazos to be honest. Um, but now like they've got all of their attacking players are kind of like Shradi and Medina like streaking wingers who like yeah. to cut in and then have a decent shot. And they have like four or five of them. And I don't know exactly how that's going to work. And they were just like a, such an incoherent disaster. And everyone seems to hate each other over there. <laughs> and like, they all showed up to training facility and they're like, Oh wait, fuck. It's really cold in New York in in February, I guess we should go somewhere. Like it just, I, you know, obviously I'm invested Listen, in feeling this way, but it just seems like it shouldn't the Dom, go well. The Dom Toretto experiment failed. Um, it, they should, you know, I think they need to go back to the drawing board and figure something else out. But. See, I got a bad feeling about NYCFC being oddly good next season. Though. I mean, they think what get, is oddly good If do, they though? get rid of Toretto or Toronto, like, you know, I feel like they could actually be halfway decent. But I feel like... It doesn't doesn't seem like any of the players are behind him. Yeah, are they? Is there? I mean, is there any it indication? Don't like and yeah, he had that weird thing where like Jonathan Lewis got a USMNT cap, and then he like kind of volunteered a uh, quote, a series of quotes, being like, "Yeah, basically, I'm still not going to play him." And yeah, just kind of weird. And then they brought in that they they brought that guy Castellanos over permanently, who apparently really pissed off their players last year. Because he just kind of like inserted him in the lineup uh, with no regard to the existing depth chart at all. So, yeah, I I hope it continues to be a disaster. That said, with seven playoff spots, they're in. Like, are are they going to miss the playoffs? No, no, no. no. There's no way they missed the playoffs. There's no way. Yeah, they're going to be able to like intimidate (coughs) minnows enough. I had uh, Yankees. Although day. without also, Patrick Vieira, they don't seem to be able to do that as true. well. The, the the annoying wow factor thing seems to have been punctured a bit, which was nice. 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. Morales is pretty old. Um, I, I think that there was a point in time, though, when David Villa was injured, and we all kind of collectively looked, and we're like, oh, they actually look pretty good without him. Yeah, they, they were better last year when he was hurt. Yeah, so, you know, maybe the, they have some idea of how to put it together on the attacking side. That was um, Shrod, on Shradi's back, I think. Though. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to be able to really duplicate that. We'll see, but, uh, you know mid mid, upper mid uh eastern conference for me all right it sounds like we're all kind of agreed on that second place atlanta united uh 69 points would have been the goal uh the points record if not for your new york red bulls all-time best mls team of all time so good that i said it twice um atlanta of course has their own instabilities tata martino is of course gone Miguel Barone is, is gone. Now they have Pitti Martinez, who uh, comes from River Plate. Um, but, you know, even if you think Pitti Martinez is amazing, their way of playing is different. He's a more dribbling style player, more similar to Barco, who continues to not look very useful in their one game against Arediano. Um And uh, Frank DeBoer is their new manager. And. Frank DeBoer, most famously described by Mourinho as Mourinho. the worst manager in the, manager Premier. In the Premier League. Um, <laughs> he got fired by what, QPR or Palace? Palace. Palace, Palace in like Inter- seven games, something like that, yeah. like without scoring yeah. a goal. It, it's, no, I think, you, did you mention this? It's just like, it's wild how recently he had that job. Yeah, I... I Thought I knew he had had a horror job, but I I assumed it was like one or two jobs ago. I did not realize it was literally his last job. But hey, man, uh, prestige, right? Prestige. They're gonna uh, be like Ajax. But he looks he looks <sighs> kind of like a bad manager, and he also looks like he threw a fit after the Arediano game. <laughs> Wait, the Breck Shea thing. <laughs> oh yeah, can we talk? Ramon Zomanesh yeah. is getting gonna get a lot of mentions this this podcast because this does also remind me of that where he's like, I'm not I, I didn't play Breck Shea, who now plays for Atlanta, because of his height. <laughs> he's too ha- tall for turf. For turf. <laughs> which is a very exciting that he may have not seen Mercedes Benz Stadium mm. yet, which oh, is this, a possibility. Guys, that's this, awesome. This is bad news for me because I have to tie up my boots from New York pickup scene because it's all true. And yeah, I'm too well, tall. Yeah, you're very cool. You're very, you're very tall. I'm too tall. Which means, you know, you just volunteered yourself first in the wall after the revolution. <laughs> Telling on yourself. I wouldn't have been able to No, I don't see height, so I wouldn't have been able to. Do I not sound tall on this podcast? I don't know. I don't want to go there. But, um, Viewers, email us. <laughs> yeah, nah. his speech is li- lying. Um, Frank DeBoer, I think he looks dumb. I think he seems mean. I think no one's going to like him. I think he seems dumb. He looks dumb. He seems mean. <laughs> yeah. I don't like him. He'll never... You know, Tata Martino was never my dad. Was at most, my mean uncle-in-law. Uh, but Frank DeBoer seems just mean without any of the, the weird... Uh, funny qualities yeah yeah. um so but then again are they are they gonna really get usurped by are they gonna get usurped by anyone no but i think they're gonna be worse yeah yeah i mean right it would be shocking if they didn't miss a beat 
Joseph Martinez is going to have, I mean, obviously a worse season than last year. We're going to see how, you know, Almiron's impact on the on the field. I don't know how Joseph plays with Alm- yeah, Almiron. Uh, it right. wouldn't shock me if he just, like, sucked. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the, the fact that Vialba is still the 80th minute sub for that team is just somehow crazy to me because I feel like every time he comes on the field, he puts on a good show. He's better than Marco. He's he's so but neither of them start. It just makes no sense to me. I feel like he is really a wasted talent on the bench. Um, but Gressel's great. Um, uh, that midfield is old and slow. Um, and and their defense. And and, and, and that I yeah, the defense is as well. I mean that, that's what I'm really focusing on. There. I, I, meant, I meant to save that for the defense, which is really Laurentowitz and Parker, Oof. Parkhurst, who are who are in the, you know. The uh, LGP other side of 30, too, you know, 35. And Gonzalez then, Perez did not look great. He either. looked very bad um, yeah, in bad, the CCL man. game. Um, also, that weird, that, that second goal of Arediano was just, just acres of space. Yeah. There, there are three, just like one simple pass, and it was three on one. Like, like this I, is the type of team like, that I'm excited for the Red Bulls to play against because yeah. we will destroy yeah. their back line this year. Yeah. All right, so seems like consensus there as well. They're gonna, they should be worse, but there's not anywhere from the fall, which leads us to number one, the New York Red Bulls. We're all a little high and mighty. Yeah, what uh, have we not said already about this team? We actually haven't said much this podcast in particular, <laughs> somehow. But uh, the canonically hashtag RBNY. Uh, the players themselves have said it, so if you don't say RBNY, then congratulations, you hate the players. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, you know, we will never read a book ever. So it goes without saying we will never review books. Um, but <laughs> 71 points last year, all-time best season. You know, maybe in all of sports. Maybe. Because, you know, do other leagues really exist? No. Uh, yeah. You're no. right. Um, wow, we had the best sports last year. Yeah. 22 wins, 5 draws, 7 losses. Again, a weird amount of losses are against uh, bad teams. I... Uh, I realized earlier I said that that's an inversion of the norm. I realized it's exactly the opposite. We always do that. I don't mm-hmm. know what I was thinking mm-hmm. when I said that. I confused myself. Um, biggest departure, of course, is Tyler Adams. Uh, that is it, though. It. Yeah. Something oh, that, no, no, no. Uh, Carlitos. Uh, well, yes. And Tolabong. Yeah. We, Come on. But they're, they're still present in our hearts, so they're not really gone. I mean, they, they really were, you know cultural figureheads still so much like the the president of ireland or the you know queen of holland or something like that but um or don garber but um <laughs> tyler's gone of course i have repeatedly forgotten to mention this in all of our episodes between then but uh we've got rizza and heir apparent ccj christian casters jr um in the wings, we've signed a million wingers. Uh, Kofi, too. Yeah, Kofi as well. Although it looks like Kofi probably gets RB two minutes. Yeah. We uh, signed uh, Omir Fernandez. We signed Marcus Epps. Um, we've got Velo. Emro Tarek on defense. We've got Velo coming back from injury. Which is Bezicor basically coming new back signing. from injury. Also new We've signing. got Matthias Jorgensen's here, who is <laughs> literally a new signing. Um, but <laughs> a lot to be excited about for this new year. Uh, now, we've got kind of 
the reverse situation of a lot of things we've said so far where we literally have the most points of all time. So it's the opposite direction. It's like, is it possible to improve on this? Yes. All right. <laughs> it is. Podcast over. <laughs> Done. The one structural fig- uh, uh, fact that I was pointing to earlier in the episode was this match congestion, which I think should take teams by surprise. Obviously, everyone's given the same schedule ahead of time. Yeah. But it would not shock me if teams really, once it happens, are like, oh, shit, we need to plan around this more. And I do not think anyone has the kind of depth that we do. As you were saying last episode, getting into the match day 18 on the squad is now an important threshold. Um, and I don't know if we can really, if anyone can really cycle through. I mean, how many players on the squad really can't be cycled through? The back line... Granted, extremely important, but you know. I mean, I have a hot take on this later. Well, it's, you're, yeah. you've kind of talked about Duncan, right? Already, is yeah. that it? You think Duncan's going to start over? Amir? Well, I think Duncan might be able to play Samir. Wow, I think he has the potential to. Sure, I, th- I agree, but he needs more time. Mm-hmm. Is it because Amir gets benched, or is it because he gets sold? Sold. Poor Kino. Um Well, can't really be both. <laughs> well, we could. I mean, I think he could get benched, which. Uh, opens the opportunity for him to get sold. Okay. I don't know. I don't see that. Yeah, all right, so that's a strong That's why it's a hot position. take. I guess center back is really the the point on the field that we're most one layer mm-hmm. deep. Wings were like four layers deep now. All uh, we have at center back is Amber Target yeah. and Sean Nealis. Yeah. Sean Davis has played with Riza. He has not played, I don't think, with CCJ. Was he not in the Houston game? No, I believe that was Tyler Adams, Adams it was, and yeah. CCJ, which okay. was the interesting thing about mm. it because he was playing with the guy he was going to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, so Adams I could also entertain as not necessarily having an obvious replacement or just kind of formula for replacing that, but um, for or replicating that chemistry, I mean. But other than that, we're looking pretty good. And, you know, BWP, of course. But, you know, we won games against Atlanta with Brian White. So yeah. it's like, you know, fuck it. But um, what? So I guess what do you think is the worst case scenario for this team? Uh, worst case is that we um, squeak into the playoffs. Well, I mean. Seventh place. Man. No, no, like squeak into the playoffs by like fifth place. Okay. I think worst case is that, yeah, playoffs, fifth place, we lose in the next round of CCL and we get knocked out in super, super early at like fucking Harvard Stadium against New England in the right. Open Cup. So, but and I guess like, we, you know, we lose in the first round of the playoffs. What would be the things that cause that to happen? Uh, injuries. Okay. Absolutely injuries. Uh, and it's injuries. National call ups. In, but I think it's injury. It's, it's a combination of the two, but I think it's injuries to players that we've taken for granted. Um, so if anybody like, if Parker got injured or if, if Long got injured and we need to immediately replace a center yeah. back, we're not equipped for that. Do we really? We're uh, not, though. But and I, I mean, like, do we really? Um, I mean, like, do we really take them for granted, though? I think that we haven't really had to think about a game without them last year. Yeah, I think there were a couple of times where we just like uh, we have to watch Dom kind of step in or like not not even though, but that was that was like uh, yeah that was like Open Cup against like NYCFC. Yeah, we I think you're right that first team league matches we actually we we 
As soon as yeah. we stopped playing but I think Aurelian Colin. But I think it's a combination of that. It took a while for us to stop playing Aurelian Colin, though. The last, the last game he played was Columbus at home. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, That was like halfway through the season. Well, I mean, like, but uh, still halfway through the season. It would have to be yeah. a combination of injuries from those players, plus international call-ups and subsequent injuries. So if Kamar gets injured and gets called up, um, uh, or, or, or at, at different points in the season. Or gets injured at his call-up. Right. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, we're looking at late again. Um, yeah. We're not looking at late. We're looking at Amritar. Right. But just, you know, just assume that for some reason we, we play late and then you know we draw you know he gets he stays in for three games too many and then Tarek actually gets some minutes yeah uh, but it'd be situations like that or then if uh robles re-aggravates his partially torn acl yeah um it'd be things in that like think of that that would i think where we, we would be potentially vulnerable so Gold ryan mara is kind of like the the best backup you can have though yeah i'm not too worried about with uh the goalkeeper situation i guess but gold cup we are gonna have kamar lawrence with jamaica one of our center backs with probably aaron long yeah aaron long captain of the usmnt outside chance tim parker makes a squad although i would have to think like it seems like armis wouldn't do this it seems like we really like the usmnt uh as an organization and we'll defer to them but if i were armis i would call up greg berhalter and be like look one if he's not other. if he's not a <laughs> starter for you, can you please leave me the other guy? Which probably hurts because like it would suck to learn that your coach was like asking you not to get called up. But so I get it's complicated. But um, at least one center back, I think, and then Mario is going to be with Panama. Yeah, it's three out of four. So we have a situation where you're already looking at Wade, Amro, and Duncan with Parker. Not terrible. And then I guess, yeah, to your point, Sam, one injury there among any of those guys, and it's like, ooh, all right, we're pretty deep now. Yep. Kaku to Copa America. Yeah, Kaku to Copa America. Um, you know, we got to hope that Alex Mouille still stays under the radar, <laughs> but not, doesn't get called up. But um, so Velo to France, you know. <laughs> the worst case scenario is if we uh, don't, get as or if we don't handle the ccl congestion super well which is not a crime unto itself but it adds up then gold cup happens and we don't handle that well and then we don't respond by going on a tear we kind of just return to more or less regular playoff form that might lead us in like a more 52 point area yeah it still feels low after getting 71 i know i mean like i think bad is 50 points yeah, I mean that's what we got in seventeen. Yeah, we're in sixth place. That really is the the or floor. Even fifty five yeah. is bad. Another scenario is that um, CCJ like just doesn't click, and then RZA gets hurt. Some some sort of thing going wrong with that could also be a problem. Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good point. But yeah, I'm t- I've kind of been taking it for granted up to now that that's that that would kind of work out. But, um, all right, so we've got a couple more. Uh, so I guess, no, now we should go through and say what our rankings are for the playoffs. All right. What we think they're going to be. Now, so we're Peaches, going do 12, you go first? 12 to 1 or playoffs? 12 to 1. Now, Peaches. 12 to 1. I have to say, I, we're not going to do, do the clips this time mm-hmm. because we actually were kind of similar last year. But last year we actually did pretty well. Oh, wow. 
all three of us got seven out of 11 correct. I guess, you know, I just mean that nobody really dominated the other. We all got the same amount. But we all also got almost the exact same teams wrong. Only five teams. Orlando. Know. Yeah, so one team we all got wrong. Can you guess what that Orlando. was? Uh, no, Peaches did not get Orlando wrong. Peaches thought Orlando was going to be in seventh place. Wow. We all got Toronto wrong. Everyone thought that, you know, nobody mm, thought Toronto right, was going to yeah. be outright bad. Uh, we also got all got DC wrong. We all thought they were going to be out of the playoffs, which <laughs> is justifiable because, you know, fuck DC. Um, and we all got Philly wrong. We all thought Philly was going to finish in eighth place and they ended up finishing in sixth place, which mm, is not so not different. awful, yeah. But, you know, we all thought they were going to miss the playoffs. The only other thing different um, was... Uh, Peaches, you got Chicago was going to make it back to playoffs. Damn. So you got Chicago wrong instead of Orlando wrong. But other than that, Sam and I got the the same teams wrong. I was thinking about like doing like a point system to see like who got the closest, but I thought, fuck it, whatever. Um, if you really want that, maybe I can do that later. But um, Peaches, what is your 12 to 1 this mm-hmm. year? All right, so I'm going to start with uh, my bottom, which is Toronto FC. Deadass last. Deadass last. And then for 11, I have FC Cincinnati. Okay. 10, I have uh, Brad Friedel's New England Revolution. Safe. 9, I have Orlando. 8, I have Montreal. Mm-hmm. All right, now here's where it gets my, maybe a little interesting. Next, I have Chicago. Mm-hmm. Then I have Atlanta. So, that, sorry, six? Atlanta's 6th? Is, is uh, 6th. Okay. Wow. wow. I, th- I think Frank DeBoer is going to be horrible. I mean, I think so too. I think he's going to be that I just bad. like, I'm Horrible could still be, be like better, third. Yeah. Yeah. So, like um, last year, City were fucking ass and they were third. I've been really foul mouthed this time. Sorry if any <laughs> children listening. but uh, So I said Chicago, then Atlanta, and then I have Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Then I have NYCFC. So that's fourth? Yes. All right. Then third, I have Columbus. Okay. Which means second, I have TC United. Whew. And then RBNY. All right. I nice. think DC are just going to carry. It's back. This. I just think DC are just going to carry themselves in the first half of the season really well. I think you know, based on the the like MLS digital preview thing, this seem uh, people seem to agree with you. Wow. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Yeah. Oh no. This keeps happening to me. This happened to me last year. Sam, do you have your twelve to one? I do. Um, a little more conventional. Uh, I don't know if I have like the spiciness, um, of, of an Atlanta sixth place, but, um, I've got, uh, last is Cincinnati. I just don't see it. It's going to be worse than Orlando. Yeah. Um, worse than Orlando. <laughs> which like, I don't know if anybody thought was possible, but like, <laughs> damn, it's not going to be good. Serious Minnesota vibes. Yeah. Um, then, but we like Minnesota. Yeah. Then Orlando, um, not enough. <coughs> Um, and Brian Rowe is just kind of funny. Like I just like it's just like a funny replacement. Like as an idea of a starting goalkeeper. Just You're right that me, he's a funny starting goalkeeper. Makes me laugh. Unless one of the other three keepers they have is actually mm-hmm. worthy of the starting spot. Brian Rowe went to the team doctor and he said, "Doc, doc, I'm hurt. I'm 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 so sad. I can't get up in the morning." And the doctor said, "No worries. Go to the great local soccer team, <laughs> Orlando United FC. It's SC." <laughs> 
They have this goalkeeper, Brian Rowe, and he said, but goalkeeper, doctor, I am Brian Rowe. <laughs> uh, that I have Toronto. <laughs> Toronto's nice. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Toronto's death. Montreal's ninth. I, I, I just want to see Montreal do bad. And I want to see us, I want to see us kick the shit out of them on the road. Because I want to, nice. I want to have a really nice weekend in Montreal. Like, why can't nice. we just have a nice weekend in Montreal with a win? Yeah, we should go. How we long has have, it been? We can have yeah. a nice weekend in Montreal with a loss. Honestly, I, I, I said this about this last time we went that I did, weirdly didn't hate it, and you guys said it was one of the worst. <laughs> the way the trip. game was worse. Yeah, like, I guess the one the worst. That's but true. Like, it was a nice weekend. Yeah, it was a nice weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Anyway, uh, well, uh, moving on. Then the Revs. So that's seven. Uh, eight. Eight. Uh, then we have uh, the Chicago Fire Ooh, sneaking in team. to seventh place. Why not? Yeah, why you know, not? Yeah. Um, maybe a goalkeeper is all they need. Yeah. Um, probably not. They probably need a lot more. But seventh place is enough for the playoffs. Um, and then I guess uh, I had Philly in sixth. Um, not a whole lot. Nothing exciting. No huge changes. Um, I, mean, I think they're gonna do well but i don't know who knows um and then city uh then columbus um uh i think they're gonna be i think they're relatively interchangeable i think columbus nycfc and philly are all within the same range the same tier of teams. yeah um and so i think they all could really go either way um but i think that columbus uh has an opportunity to to at least do exactly as well as they did last year which i think relative to all the downgrades around them is enough to to finish in fourth uh and then atlanta because despite how you know how many questions we have about them i think they do have a good team on paper um and we'll be able to get a lot of points uh especially mm-hmm. at home um uh, and then dc second place uh wow peaches we are agreeing way too early in the I start know, of the, in, in the, the season is, hasn't even started yet this is going to be an awful season i know um, but I think it'd be kind of fun. I want to like see them be good again because I want to have the rivalry kind of reheat. Um, I feel like it's been stagnant uh, between DC and the Red Bulls mm-hmm. uh, in the face of both Atlanta and NYCFC. Here's the thing: my 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 DC two isn't a very close DC two though. Oh, I agree. Right. Yeah, I think that yeah, it goes without saying. I don't think any of these teams are within you know eight to ten they points have not of the beat Red us Bulls since 2016, which is funny because if you think about it. They've given us a lot of frustration, but they were But they all never beat us. They were that all three, draws. I'm, wow. I'm, I just that 3-3 three, three draw we had against yeah. them at DC last year. Yeah. It's still crazy. Oh, you were at that? No, no, I wasn't. Oh. I was, I was at the, the other 1-0 win. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have us at the top. Um, I mean, I it's hard to see us doing worse, worse than last year. <laughs> and I think that we are better equipped to win games like those um, at RSL, at Orlando, at New England, um, and we could get even more points. It just yeah. it, it just doesn't seem like there's anything really holding us back, barring a series of catastrophic, irreplaceable in, you know injuries. Right. Everyone else got worse. We got deeper. Yeah. yeah. We've shown for, that we for, can replace Adams. As a season that you've already just said, Britt, is something that will require depth Yeah, uh, with all of these different tournaments and shorts, you know, uh, denser schedules. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've got Cincinnati in 12th, Expansion side. New England, 11th, bad. 10th, Orlando, <laughs> bad. 9, Toronto, really cemented by that CCL game. Just terrible. 
Eighth, Chicago, but this is a flimsy one. Seventh, Philadelphia. Although, admit, maybe that, I admit, maybe that seems low now. Sixth, Montreal, because, like, really, are they are they worse than anyone else I've said so far? No. Fifth, Columbus. Porter will put something okay together. Fourth, NYC. Again, mostly a, a factor that no one seems obviously better than. Then third is D.C., and second is Atlanta, because I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I want to throw a little bit of, of water Cold on water the DC on fire. You're going to regret this next year. I don't know. I, I You're going to listen to this we'll episode see. exactly at this point. Like, man, next year. so wrong. Well, you know, in that case, I'll be owned already, because DC will have done better than us, <laughs> probably. Like that, so, you know, it, it'll, it'll be, I'll be over it by then. But, um... Do you have do you have West playoff teams? Just list them off. Yeah, all right. The seven teams that first come to mind are SKC, Portland, Seattle, uh, LAFC, uh, RSL, Galaxy, and Houston. All right. So I, I agree seven. with that. I agree with that. I yeah, think I had. I don't know the other teams anyway. The only team that I have, I don't have RSL, and I have somebody you didn't say. I guess. I just you know I want to, I want Pecky to. Uh, I, I don't think RSL are a bad squad either. No, they're fine. Yeah. Aren't they young? They're young. Oh, Vancouver. I'll replace RSL with Vancouver. Oh, you didn't How say Vancouver? You? Okay. Yeah, I have Vancouver. Why? Vancouver? Their Mark new Santos? manager seems to yeah, actually know what he's legit. doing. Mm. They got that Korean guy. Oh, the Korean guy is fucking great. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I just forgot In about bon? them. But. Inbom Han? All right. So, other things we did last year. Top scorer. Peaches, do you remember who you said you thought would be top scorer? I probably said something stupid like Alex Moyo. For the team? That's later. But, <laughs> yeah, for the New York Red Bulls. Oh. You, pro- said, said Brad, you said Danny Royer with oh. 14 goals. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was my hot take that year. Who is, uh, who is yours for this year? Ooh. Also Danny Royer. <laughs> <laughs> really? I yeah. thought you were... I thought you- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching you convince yourself of it in real time. <laughs> I feel like 15 minutes from now you're gonna be like, no, never mind. <laughs> that's not that. That's that. That doesn't matter because we're recording right now. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, f- I thought I feel like you're the one who says he might get traded at any time. I, I am. Okay, <laughs> he'll still get be- traded and have because the most he goals. has so many goals. How many goals is he gonna get? Thirteen. Their leading scorer so many goals. 13 goals. <laughs> yeah, but all 13 goals in the first half of the season get traded uh, in the summer. Now, yeah, Sam, this is funny because who, what, do you, what do you think you said our top scorer was? Did I be? say uh, Kaku? You did, no, you said BWP. Oh. Thir- you said 13, and then when we were like, wait, what? You said because <coughs> Kaku and Roy are going to have similar tallies, so it's going to be more spread out. Yeah. Now, Royer did end up getting like 10 league goals at the end of the day, but... Our son, yeah, did not score that many. I ended up saying BWP with eighteen because I conceded to being boring, so I get no points for being boring. But oh, who do you think is going to be this? I'm going to still be pretty boring. Yeah, um, but I'm going to say BWP with a little less, maybe like seventeen, sixteen goals. Yeah, I'll stick with BWP with eighteen again. Wow, is BW, this is actually B- turned out to be boring. Is yeah. BWP <laughs> gonna become the uh, assist big assist guy? 
I don't know. Yeah, is this is this, this the season with, this, Ma- with Matthias Jorgensen's here? Is <laughs> it finally going to be the year that we start to see the transition? Every year we've done this podcast, we've said it might be the year, but maybe, maybe this, it's the year. I feel like we reached the I point where we stopped. I, you know, I, just, I feel like not, counting on it. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. All right, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, breakout player of the year. Peaches, who do you think was you said what, what the breakout player of the year would be? Ben Mines. Ben Mines. You actually no, that was a because oh, your is... Mines obsession happened the week after. after we were oh right. dang yeah. it! Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Wheel. Did I say below? You said Alex Wheel. Yeah. With the and that wouldn't be such so funny. Because, you know, we all had a good season, sure. arguably. I don't know if it was really breakout. Yeah. He played a lot the year before. But you specified double-digit goals and no, double-digit this is the assists. Season. This is the season. I don't know why you're so fixated on him <laughs> scoring like a lot of goals. Like, I, you know, That's, I've seen it's the it. light. It's going to happen. I've seen the light mm-hmm. of Alex Mouil. But do I think he's ever going to score a lot of goals? No. I think like, it's in him. I think he's got it. Yeah, but is it in his job on the field? It'll happen. Okay. It gets into position. Well, who do you think is the breakout player this year? This year? Um, I feel like I. it seems like mm. it would be, based on what you've said, Kyle Duncan. Kyle Duncan. That seems to be your choice. Or do you think that's a possibility? You don't think it's for sure? I'll go with Kyle Duncan. Yeah, that's. I think that's a good. Like Kyle Duncan's very good with the ball at his feet in in the mere esque in in the mere esque way. Okay. But also with more urgency. All right, Sam. Who do you think you said was going to be the breakout player? Uh, did I say Velo? You mm- said Tyler Adams, and Peaches objected, saying that he had already had a breakout year. But you specified that Adams would have a statistical breakout year. Somewhere but in between the two, I, don't I think know. it was yeah. more just like like I don't like why are you like blowing up my spot. I think it was just really what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, um, I would have said the same if Peaches hadn't, though. So yeah, to which I would have responded the same way. Fair, fair. <laughs> Who is the breakout player this year for your money? Mm. Huh. Okay, so then, then the, the hell, uh, let's let's just define a breakout. Like what 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 constitutes a breakout player? Kind of like being a first, like kind of making the first team, like a or like making it. I think become like becoming a real first team contributor with a bit of buzz. Yeah, like Florian Velo, I said definitely had a breakout year last year. Yes, yeah, despite only having a very very limited, it's, despite it being of, cut short. Yeah. yeah. Um, if anybody, I mean, there aren't that many options. I feel like because there's so many uh steady players mm-hmm. um it it could be you know i think shikowski is not gonna be injury free this year so i think casters okay. gets minutes yeah uh, i would i would say that he'd be the guy um gets a lot of exposure uh opportunities he'll have a season like tyler adams did the year before uh uh last all right you i said it was gonna be kaku and i feel like there's enough reason to say that that was basically wrong. Cause like, you know, yeah, and his extent, okay. he was like, he was the big, he was an expensive transfer and then he played pretty well, but then yeah. was he really, bla- I don't know. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to fit right for him to be like the breakout player. Like, I, I don't know. Like obviously he's a first team starter for one of the first names on the sheet, but it just feels wrong. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go with Casares for this year as well though. All right. So no one with, went with Omir Fernandez. If I didn't pick out Duncan, I would go with him. Mm. Ooh, okay, he did. He did make his first appearance already. Yeah, 
So then last year we asked um, who would get more minutes, Derek Etienne Jr. or Florian Velo, which is an interesting one. And I have who to say, did get more minutes? Ah, fuck. All right. Well, I considered going back and checking one at the time of injury before Velo got shelved for the whole season and two on the whole. But I didn't end up doing that because I thought it was just a rhetorical device. But I think it's pretty safe to say that before he got injured, Velo it would have been minutes. Velo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know if Etienne caught him. I, I would have to guess Etienne caught him on the like, eventually. Surely, right. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting because at the time, we genuinely didn't know if Velo, like, Velo had gotten that Champions League start. So we, that was mm. like a little bit of indication, but he was still kind of a mystery at this point. So it was a shot in the dark. Uh, you said Etienne. Sam said Velo. There's something about Rizzo getting injured. And I said Etienne. Sam's really consistent so, about Rizzo getting injured. Yeah. I mean... I mean... Uh-huh, it's true. Rizzo's also consistent. So I think... <laughs> getting injured. <laughs> in that spirit, the version of this for this year, one of them has to be uh, who gets more minutes, Rizzo or CCJ? Rizzo. Okay. I still think Rizzo. Yeah, I think based on his selection and... And the fact that we brought him back. Dominican Republic. And then, you know, I think... Provided that he doesn't get hurt, you know, right? Right. Like if he right. gets like, if he like tears his ACL, kind of like all bets are off, you know. But um, so follow up to that, uh, Derek Etienne Jr. Going back to that well because he still kind of is in a similar situation uh, of being first team player, but kind of peripheral. Who do you think is going to get more minutes, Derek Etienne Jr. or new signing Marcus Epps? Marcus Epps. Okay. Um. Etienne. Ooh, okay. I think I'm inclined to go Epps. For last year, some for some reason I asked Etienne or Davis, which in hindsight seems like a bizarre choice. Right, of yeah, of course. All, all of us said Davis. I don't know why I asked that question. What about Omir or Ben Lines? No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm inclined to go Omir. Omir, which makes me fear for good old Mines' career. He's still very bit. young. Yeah, it's true. He's older than Matthias Jurgensen's here, though. Yeah. He <laughs> does just bring a smile to my face. I don't know. It's, it's not even a joke. But um, we set an over-under last year of 53 and a half points. It has to be 60 just, It just year. goes to show what our, our expectations had been set for in, in 2017. To be fair, for 2018, we started from 2017, right? Like that's, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... So all of us said over, right? Uh, Sam, how many points do you think you you guessed we would have? Um, I probably said something like stupid low. It was over fifty three and a half. Did I say fifty four? No, you said fifty seven. Okay, which is more. I said fifty six. Which I guess none of us had us in first. I don't think last uh, year. Mm. Nah, Peaches did. Peaches uh, is the only one who had us in first. But Sam, weird. Sam both had Toronto <laughs> above us. Uh, <laughs> Peaches, how many points do you think you said last year? 71. You said 72. (laughs) (laughs) Which is really annoying. Because you kind of said it like a joke. It's kind of like when I was like, fuck it, we're going to win 8 now. 8 goals. Yeah. Which, like, uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's kind of like that. That's awesome. Congrats. You you Mm. won that. Mm. Should it it be 60 or should it be 62? No, I think it's first is right rules, though. So technically, you win. Because I went over. Oh, Sam wins then. Mm. All right. 
should it be 60 or 62 this year? 60. Let's go with 60. 60 is 62. like usually the shield. 62. That's true. 60.5. All right. Okay. Fine. Over or under 60. And I just feel like all of us are going to go over again if it's 60, if it's that low. Fine. 62. I'm still going to go over. Four. I'm still going to go over. Are we all still going to go over? <laughs> we're all going to go over. <laughs> yeah. All right, fuck it. How many points do you think we're going to get this year? 69. Okay. 69. Uh, I'm going to go 60. 69. Uh, I'm going to go... <laughs> fuck it. I'll be the peaches of this year. 74. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's uh, just get 79. <laughs> U.S. Open Cup. So... Last year, we were high on the run of the year before. Uh, I said we were going to win it. Peaches, what do you think you said? Semifinals? You said win because you were on that tri- five trophies high. Oh, right. So, it was, it so was, everything's a win. It, yeah, it was unclear you know, how serious you were being. I'm pretty sure I was somewhat serious. Yeah. Uh, Did I say finals loss? You said final and then... If we hosted, we would win. But if mm. we didn't, we would lose. Pretty Which, sober dis- uh, decision. Yeah. Um, this is much more of a toss-up for me. I feel like I'm saying semifinals this year. If we if we get to you know we're we're gonna play Philly again, right? If we get to play them at <laughs> Where, home, when we get to Philly, though. yeah. <laughs> if we play Philly at home, then I say we'll get to the finals. Mm, okay. I think. Okay. And at which point I'm gonna. If we, Flip a coin. If we play Philly away, though. Yeah, I'm yeah. inclined to agree. <clears throat> Watch this be the one year that they actually stop the regionalization. <laughs> I also haven't... We had we had last year's uh, prediction episode, we had Nando on. Mm. Uh, but now he has started his own media empire and doesn't need us anymore. <laughs> so he's not here anymore. But I did, he, we did ask him for his takes, and I just took a note because he said that Adams would be offered a young DP contract similar to Miazga. He would take it, and then we would pay it down with Tam and bring, and at the end of the summer bring in a new DP striker to replace BWP. Did he say would Boyd? would not be Pusetto. Oh. No, but he... Somebody, I can't remember who, asked if he thought might it might be Bobby Wood, and he said he would not be surprised. Ah, uh, But times have changed. Wow. But yeah. How much has changed in the year? Look so at this. So much. We, man, we live in a society. <laughs> <sighs> Although, do we anymore? Maybe that's changed. Um, gosh, folks, is that is that really it? So we're. I, I think so. We've gone pretty long. <laughs> As tra- what do we think about playoffs? Playoffs, playoffs. Yeah. I mean, all of us have us winning the Shield. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, we, we won in the Cup? No. All of us have us qualifying for CCL. I will say, I think I've said this before, I do, I do feel like CCL is kind of getting to that point of being a, a goal in itself. I think year. a successful season is dependent on whether or not we get CCL. And usually that means a trophy. I think, that's a, I think that's a new, uh, new floor in yep. a way that it wasn't. In 2015, right? It's kind of like that big club expectation yeah. to get a Champions League. Every like year. we we liked that we liked CCL in 2015, but I don't think it was on our minds. The way no, it is now. right? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I see us winning the cup. This has got to be to me. This just feels like like the like it would be the year. Yeah, fuck it. Um, yeah, come on. There's no reason not to. No, I have us out in the conference finals. At at home? Yeah. Because we have home field advantage in all of our scenarios in the playoffs. 
Yeah, but it's also like it's it's it's, it's a cup tournament. No man, like. Yeah, I think if if we. So maybe that'll be my contingency. If we do win the shield, yeah, then then I think we'll win it. But if if we don't, um, you know, I I, I agree that the 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 away then kind of similar to what you said last year about the open cup. Like, yeah, you know, I I think at that point maybe it strays to more less likely than than not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would be funny if. Uh, if the narrative became that oh we overcame our mental hurdles because of the format change yeah and then yeah at that point whatever haters can fucking hate so uh columbus on the weekend we've talked about us and we've talked about columbus already so what's your take on this this collection of spare parts no idea you think Uh, we win sure do you Uh, think it's gonna be like as random as a lineup as portland was last year yes you know what we're going to do? We're going to draw 1-1, one, one, and then there's going to be a goal by that guy that just got subbed on. <laughs> um, and that guy's going to be Brian White. Wow. Um, mm. It'll be... I wanted to replicate the twenty that whole, that, that, that 2015 Mike Grella moment. Mm. You know what? Sure. Same, but it's going to be Omir Fernandez. Are you prepared... Yeah, okay, yeah. That's actually better. I like that more. If Are, are you prepared to take a loss to open the season... Yeah. For sealing the deal in Panama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, in the same way that I was okay taking a loss at, like, fucking RSL. Yeah. Or it'll, Orlando. It'll still give me a slight pang. Yeah, it'll be like, we should have won this game, even with the B team. But. Although it is nice to win the opener of the season, I will say. Yeah, it yeah. is It is it's kind like of... the precedent. It is kind of unlucky to get a, Columbus. a decent Columbus. team away for this first round. But I you mean, know, can't the, win them all. Well, I mean, the good thing is also that, like... It's new. Caleb Porter just got there. That's true. So that's true. So um, it could be similar to it, it actually uh, a striking amount of similarity to Giovanni Cerveza. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I will be hoping for a draw, and then Pantoja on Wednesday. Did we ever really, really like get to our expectations? Obviously, we expect us to win, but like a one nothing. No, win. I think I think it'll be a bit more than that. I think it'll open up a little bit, so it'll be like two now. Us, yeah, I could see. I'm really more than scoreline. I hope that it's put away early, yeah, and and we have room to, yeah, to rest some guys. I don't think that we run up the score enough to win the second home away or first. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, so we're we're, you know, if we get there, we'll probably play Santos, yeah, uh, yeah, I've I've, yeah, fair play to Santos, they totally wrecked. Also, I kind of don't mind having the first home like so yeah that'd be nice change of pace and um the one one season aspiration for me i don't have complaints for last year because beating somebody 4-0 three times was a hell of a lot of fun but it would be nice to have another like big blowout win or like put more than four on somebody Mm -hmm. again that would be nice of course if it's city always a bonus chanting we want seven when it's like actually possible to get to a seven like again four. is yeah is like amazing so that that would be or like really once it gets to five it's yeah like, all right <laughs> all right keep but, going keep going yeah um we've gone over two hours so fuck really yeah. again mm-hmm. yeah i guess it's been a while yeah um maybe we'll split this one up all right see you back at the first day of school y'all on wednesday Nine millimeters, my brothers, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sister, she know how to greet me, she know how to keep me.
some lead for me, I'm on Artesia Parked in my Beamer, bumping my own shit I'm focused, they stuck on that dope shit Living for that true religion is broke shit I can spin that on the Mac with a long clip Flying that bitch with you out in that focus My nigga just focus, I'm trying to paint you a picture We stuck in the moment My burner gets stuck if I shoot it too much So a nigga resorted to dome That's somebody's son, but a water be one Baby, either go hunt or be hunted We crabs in a bucket, he call me a crab So I shot him in front of the Douglas I cannot be fucked with, we thugging in public hey, Now I'm gonna let me that my brothers, my keeper Was serving that ether before I did features My mama sick and she know how to greet me She know how to keep me, she better get Now I'm gonna let me that my brothers, my keeper Was serving that ether before I did features My mama sick and she know how to greet me She know how to keep me, she keep me, she What mean the world to you? Is it fast like money and clothes? Probably fucking these hoes or what would you murder for? Will your name hold weight when the curtains close? Nigga caught one case and I heard he told snitch Get a full clip and close casket Won't hug your bitch when the whole ratchets Cold jumper, been shooting, no practice Been touring with four and two crashing Still banging two naughty, too nasty Still fuck the police, they won't catch me My feature too pricey, don't ask me Go hard to go yard on my baggage He mad, we won't fight him, gon' tag him Mask up at midnight and start clapping Kids crying, still sniping, no leg Hey, now I'm gonna let me that my brothers, my keeper was serving that ether before I did features. My mama sick and she know.